I am Munchkin Doom, and this is my save file. Hey, what is up, gamers? Welcome to the Save File Podcast, where like every video game character, every gamer has an origin story to tell. I'm your host, Gold Light, and today's guest, as you can see, she's excited as ever to come through to the podcast, Munchkin Doom. What is up, Munchkin? <laughs> What's up? Chill, chill. How you feeling? I'm feeling amazing. Uh, we can I'm tell. excited for this. I'm so excited. <laughs> why? Are you, why are you so excited for this? Because I like I like stuff like this. It honestly lets people get closer to the people that is behind the screen. I guess this is like the unscreening, you know. Mm-hmm. And it let you know lets people ask questions or find out things and relate and um, talk about some good stuff and some bad stuff. It's medium stuff, you know, just just medium, <laughs> some medium, medium stuff, stuff. stuff. kind of yeah. nonchalant stuff, but not really. Yeah, you know, not you know, important but not important. Yeah, <laughs> talk about, but let's not talk about stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, happens, I, I see y'all in the chat. I see y'all with the follows. Thank you so much for the love and support so far. It's gonna be a good one, guys. For everybody that's here, I'm happy that you're here to share this experience with us. It's gonna be dope. It's gonna be great. All right, Munchkin. So mm-hmm. how'd you how'd you get into gaming? What's your first experience with gaming? My first experience with gaming was having an Atari in my house. An um, Atari. Actually, my dad he worked for um, a company that allowed him to get enough money to get like one of the first at-home computers. Um, that's actually originally where it came from because back in the day you would get like this little uh, magazine that you can program um, educational games in the computer. Mm. And then my dad went and got an Atari and I remember playing Pong on there and you know, you just go bloop, 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 bloop. <laughs> that, that was our video game exactly, you know? Yeah. Um, how, how, how did it, it go real quick? but really it it started from there um and then it really got ignited with the sega genesis Mm, okay it got crazy with that especially um especially when he got the uh the sega genesis that had the lion king pack to it so it was like i had like this that special one where you basically you got the sega genesis and then you got the attachment that went with it and then you got the lion king uh cartridge and so i used to say be jumping on giraffe heads and i had i was teaching my sister how to do it because she was younger than me i'm like notice how you do it and you know the timing with it and all of that like it was like there's so many memories i have like from all these different games but i would say like the sega was more so like my baby like that was where it really got intense because i was playing everything on that thing and my brother too like he helped me um like learn video games and would kick my butt in it so i could be better um i do remember a lot of street fighter moments yeah i hate him bison for this very reason because of my brother because he would terrorize me with him and be cheesy as hell so <laughs> that's you how use? All, um i would use like chung lee or ken um I would let him I would always let him pick like Ryu or Bison or whatever. I really just I don't know, it's something about those characters that I just like I, I don't know, I just like them more for some mm-hmm. reason. And I felt like I couldn't control them better. I felt when I played Ryu or like, you know, and Bison or like Zangief or any like mm mm no, I wasn't into because you too many mm mm no. Too too much extra stuff. And back in the day Yeah, and back in the day some of those moves were hard to do. Yo, 
Especially, like, I mean, people look at the Konami code and be like, wait, you had to do what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're like, mm-hmm, yeah, you had to do that. And then you had special codes where you could sit here and see all of the fatalities and babyalities and Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you played some Mortal Kombat, too. <laughs> yeah, definitely did. I love Scorpion. I do. I, I love the fact that he was like, like he was a boss over there, like get over here like how you how you pull somebody into an uppercut like that like you brutal like you just rude out here in these streets but yeah i played a lot of different games um whether it was role playing whether it was fighting whether it was like you know like the fantasy type games like i played a lot of things um one of the games that really hold near and dear to me is actually final fantasy 7 nice um that is my favorite game in the whole entire world and a lot of people don't know that Final Fantasy VII is one of the first games that actually included the cutscenes. Um, before then, you really didn't have that. But that actual cutscene where, like, you know, it's like the little movie cutscenes and, it, you know, little, little theatrical stuff, like, that's where it actually started from. Actually, this ring that I have on, it actually has a Final Fantasy quote on the inside of it. What is the quote? The quote says, uh, never, uh, never alone anymore. And that's from, um, when Cloud, uh, I think, I think that's when Cloud was tossing, no, when Tifa was tossing Cloud in the air in event children, when they were fighting against Sephiroth. I think that's where that quote came from. But my, uh, my other half, he has the quote from Tifa. So that's what we call each other Cloud and Tifa because the stories, we just relate to it a lot, but yeah. Final Fantasy VII is. You ready for the remake? Hell yeah! I cried when I played the demo. I cried. I freaking cried. I was like, "It's so beautiful." Where'd you go <laughs> to play? Um, so I tried to play it at um at E3, but I didn't know that you needed to be there like crazy early to get a ticket. Mm. So and I didn't go in E3 days prior to that. I went on the last day because. The 13th was the last day of E3, but also June 13th is my birthday. So I just wanted to see uh, E3 for my birthday. You know, I was like, let me just do everything on the birthday. And I couldn't play it there. So I booed, but was not tiered when I couldn't do that. Um, And then I went to PAX West and that's where I played it at. And it was so amazing. Like I literally walked out that like they were like, she's so emotional. Oh my god! I was like, you know, this dad is my game. <laughs> like, and they were just like, oh, she loves it. And I'm just like, it's so pretty. <laughs> <laughs> I, it was, I was so mad. I was done with the demo. I was like, I want to play. <laughs> it was so funny. So but, how was uh, the demo though? Oh, that crap is fire. It's fire. I can't wait for this remake. This remake is going to be so good. Mm-hmm. I see what they did. I see the little changes that they made, and I actually like it. Um, I think that they put a lot of effort and work and paid a lot of attention to the story and the details. And that's what I'm looking forward to is like the little details that made the game what it was. Um, I think it's, what, 20 years old now? Like It's old, yeah. Like, it's it's a it's 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 an old behind game, but mm-hmm. it's one of the games that started these theatrical things that happens in games now. Like it's one it's basically like mom to everybody, but they don't respect it like I do. Uh, but hey, I respect it. That's Final Fantasy is definitely one of my games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Final Fantasy Ten is actually my favorite game. Oh, I love 10 too. Oh my god. Oh, oh 10 is 10. 10 was good too. 
Ten, ten was, was good, and they did ten two. That was that was popping. I like that they did ten two. Yeah, very. Love- yeah, very creative how they did the whole sphere grids and changing costumes yes. and stuff. It was dope. It was really cool. I did like that. I did. I they did a good job on that. All right, Munchkin. So we're gonna get into the first section, which is your character creation. Basically, you're gonna about a little okay. background of your life and how all this started. So first okay. question. How did Munchkin do? Like, where'd you get that gamer tag? Okay, so pretty much in a prior relationship, one of the nicknames that he gave me was Munchkin. Mm. Um, I asked him, why did he, I was like, why do you call me Munchkin? And he's like, because I always think of you as like this little like character. Like, he was like, you're just like, he's like, it's your personality. You have such like a broad personality. And you're, he was like, you're animated, you are passionate, and it comes off like you're just like this little person. And mind you, I'm actually 5'7", okay? A lot of people think I'm short. I'm not short, okay? I'm not <laughs> sure. 5'7", okay? <laughs> Surprise. Um, but it stuck to me because, you know, for years, that's what he called me. Like, I knew that if someone said Munchkin, I literally would turn and i know who it was that was calling me. So I was like, okay... I want to go online and I was like, well, what name can I put? And I had a handle before and um, it's 18 plus. Okay, cool. Um, my, <laughs> handle, <laughs> my, handle, my handle before this was Juggertits. And I just thought about it and I said, you know what? I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm 30 now. And um, I think if I go around with that handle, it's just going to create all the wrong type of attention. Let's not do this. Okay. So I said, all right, so I'll start off as Munchkin. And I kept putting Munchkin in and people had it. So then I thought of, hmm, what can I add to this that's going to make it, like, flow, you know? So therefore, if anybody did, like, want to add me, whatever, it's easy for them to, you know, to put together. Not some numbers, not an underscore, not no weird symbols and stuff. Like, something that would just be easy. So now I was like, Munchkin sounds like somebody little behind kid. I said, why don't we add a little aspect to it of Doom? And I just, you know, it just one of things. Like, you know, if anybody knows Invader Zim, you know, the Doom, 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 you know, mm-hmm. girl and stuff. So I was like, let me add some Doom to it. So it wasn't taken. I said, oh, that is such a funny behind name. I said, imagine getting killed by someone named Munchkin Doom. Like, imagine. <laughs> and then it just stuck. It just stuck. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to keep it. Like, everybody's like, it's such a cute name. I like it. It fits you. I'm like, okay, well, I'll just keep it. <laughs> that was that. That's, that's, that's a hell of a story. I like that. So where are you from? I am from Brooklyn, New York. How was it like growing up there? Um, I love my city. Okay. But it was rough. How it so? It wasn't, um, it wasn't, it wasn't like the whole, like, we're together, let's do this type of, no, it was, it was the hood. I grew up in the hood. I grew up in Flatbush, Brooklyn. Um, Brooklyn has such a passion about itself. It has such a unique sense of character and I love it. But at the same time, I feel that it breeds a lot of ignorance sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of things that people saw about Brooklyn where it was hard and, and drugs and, you know, gangs and stuff like that. Like those things are real. Um, I actually went to a high school called Prospect Heights 
which was actually the middle of a turf war between Bloods and Crips. Um, I only ended up at that high school due to some messed up paperwork. And that was like the only school that I was able to go to. So here it is, Little Miss, gifted and talented, never really went, I mean, I went to like rough things and I went to like regular schools, but not like this, you know? Mm -hmm. This was like one of the worst schools in New York City. There was actually a list and this school was on it. So here it is, I come from being at a gifted and talented school where I played the trumpet and I aced all my tasks and I was top performer, you know, as far as, you know, academically and stuff, won awards for writing and all that stuff to coming to the complete and utter hooded school I could have ever went to. Where on the first day I got into a fight. Wow. Trying to get my ID because some girl decided she wanted to try to bulldoze me and pick on me because she basically knew I wasn't from around there. And we got into a fight. Hmm. So, so it was rough. <laughs> so you said messed up paperwork? Like, how did that happen? So what happened was that um, I left my mother's house at the age of 13 due to the fact that I didn't like the conditions that I was living in and my parents, they were split up. So what happened was that my mother did not file the paperwork for me to apply to the, um, like the, basically the more, uh, better schools, mm -hmm. basically. Um, and when she finally got around to deal with the paperwork, it was already too late. So because of the zone that my dad was in, they couldn't take me at Erasmus Hall because that was the first school that they were trying to get me into. But they had too many people. So they had to shuffle me to Prospect Heights. Because back when, because basically back when I was going to school, if you placed in like the top like uh, 10 percentile of like in the state, in the city and stuff, as far as your academics, you can put a list of schools down that you wanted to go to. And they would basically get you in one of those schools that you picked. That's the paperwork. But like I said, it, it basically got mixed, it got mixed up in all of the struggles and all of the muddle, whatever. And then ended up at Prospect. <laughs> and you it was like, Ugh. You mentioned that before the age of 13, you didn't like the conditions you were living in. What were those mm -hmm. conditions? Well, my parents, they went through a really, really bad, um, really, really bad separation. And I look like my dad, I talk like my dad. Hmm. So it was a lot of aggression inside of my home that I just wasn't there for. You know, I'm like, I'm a top, like I was a good kid. I stayed out of trouble. I wasn't one of those kids that, you know, ran around and did like dickhead stuff. That wasn't me. I was really more so like, let me make sure that things are taken care of. I made sure my sister did her homework. I did my homework. Let's keep the house clean. Like I was that kid. You know, but my mother, she would often not be in the household because she was a single mom and she had to do what she had to do. So she often worked two jobs. So you know how when you have all of this, all of this weight on you that you can basically take situations and spend them completely out of control, especially if you wasn't there to witness it. So my little mm -hmm. sister would do like really stupid little things and then we'll go to my mom and be like, she did, 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 did. And then I gotta now be arguing with my mom and defending myself against my mom because she doesn't know the story, you know? And it's just like, it got to a point where it was just very overbearing. 
uh, mentally and emotionally, and I just said, I can't do this no more. So I basically decided to pack my bags, got in a cab, and just said, Dad, I'm here. And he was like, okay. He was like, so what are we gonna do? I was like, I don't know, but shoot. <laughs> like, listen, we just gonna make something work, okay? We gonna mm -hmm. be cool, like, we gonna do what we need to do. My dad has always been, um, it's always been like my best friend. Like he understands me. Like we literally, our birthdays are three days apart. Like literally, like oh, we're both nice. Gemini's. So we have like this connection that we could basically talk to each other just by looking at each other and start busting out laughing because we know what the other one thinking. Mm -hmm. So it was one of the things where it's like, I really did want to be like around my dad more anyway. Um, it's not to say that I don't love my mother. I do love my mother. It's just that I never had that deep relationship with her due to what happened in the household. And because of that, you know, it just it ended up the way that it is. Like now, me and her have a better uh, a better relationship. We actually talk a lot more. Um, the last time I was in Brooklyn, actually, you know, we hung out, went to go eat like old times, and it felt really good, you know. So I guess time healed, you know, the wounds and everything that happened. Um, going forward, I just hope to continue to just you know build a relationship um, with her and you know just be the best daughter that I can be. Yeah, it makes sense. Wow. So, I mean, other than that, how was it like growing up there? Like, what's some of the lessons? Okay. What's some of the biggest lessons that you learned from going through all that? So, some of the biggest lessons was that I have the power to change mm. any and everything that I want to change. Mm -hmm. But I have to be that change first. I can't preach about what I want to change unless I'm ready to make that leap. Mm -hmm. And another thing was, was that regardless of what anybody says to me about what I can and cannot do, I still have the power to make that, make that completely true or false. Um, Brooklyn taught me that you can be strong, but you also can be soft at the same time. You don't always have to be this super duper fierce, you know, F everything you know, rah, rah, rah person. Like you don't always have to be that way. You can basically get your point across to people without even having to go that far. Um, when people hear that I'm from Brooklyn, some people are confused because they're like, well, you don't act like this and third. I'm like, because not everybody from Brooklyn is like that. You know, there's, I mean, there's geeks, there's freaks, there's jocks. There's like, there's, there's so many different people. There's such a wide variety of people that live in New York, that live in Brooklyn. And it's like, the only people that get highlighted are, you know, the thugs and, and the drug dealers and, the, and you know, all the negative things about Brooklyn. I'm like, there's so many beautiful things mm -hmm. um, that, that my city has to offer people, but then there's negative things as well, like any place. Um, I learned that I'm more of a badass than I think I am. <laughs> That's why I did learn that. Like going to uh, Prospect, um, like I said, there was a turf war there. Mm -hmm. And um, I had to adapt because I wasn't used to dealing with that type of hostility with me trying to go to a learning environment. Mm -hmm. So um, there were many a times where I literally had to defend myself there were times where I had to defend others. Matter of fact, there's still, um, there's still, uh, it's not a joke. It's more so of like, they mad, they still mad at me, but they still, they laugh it off at the same time where um, I stood in front of a gun 
to save my, my homeboys because there was a guy that um, had some words with them and whatever that was, they beef. And um, he told everybody to get out the park. He told he's like, all the females get out the park, everybody get out the park, because he was about to air it out. And me jumping into mommy mode, because people like to call me mom, because mm-hmm. I do have a motherly type of, you know, I literally ran in front of them, and, and while he was pointing the gun at them, I told him, I was like, if you're gonna basically kill them, you got to kill me too. It's not worth it. And I, I pleaded for their lives. Like while this man was holding a gun to my face. And I know it sounds crazy as shit, but those are my babies, you know? Those were, that was my family. And I was like, I'm not gonna just let them get taken out over some misunderstanding, some bull crap. So um, dude was like, yo, you know what? I'm gonna spare y'all because she got a lot of fucking heart. <laughs> he was like, if he, he's like, y'all better thank her because she got heart. I was like, oh my God. I was like, this worked. Okay, I'm not dead. Okay. <laughs> like, uh, success, I guess. Until yeah. <laughs> this day, they still get mad at me about it. Every time we bring, they like, yo, I still don't believe why you do that. Yo, you could have died. And I'm just like, yo, but you live though. But you, but you live though. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. So I, I, I do realize that I do have a power that can definitely um, help people out of messed up situations. Um, for some reason, I guess it, you know, it appears when it wants to appear. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm shocked by it every time. I'm like, I did that. Okay. Whew. Oh, God. <laughs> what are some other things you did that you're shocked that you've done? Um, honestly being partnered with a freaking billion dollar brand like oh okay yo being partnered with mixer was like crazy for me because i started off as a viewer and then i started to mod for a couple of channels um some of them were big some of them were small and i already had came from a business background so i look at things analytically and that's why I was able to help people with their communities and be a mod and help them, you know, just basically keep them focused on the content that they wanted to create and to help them build a community that they wanted to build. Mm-hmm. Um, I decided to basically say, you know what? I see a gap on Mixer. And that was that there was girls who looked like me that didn't want to go on cam. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there like, okay, what's the goddamn problem? Cause you know, with me, I'm just like, okay, I mean, you're big, right? Where's the problem? Like, I don't understand. And a lot of females, they were just like, well, no, I don't want to be teased and people are harsh on here. And I saw it. I mean, if people heard your voice and thought you was fat, you would like get ragged on in your chat, like by people that didn't even know you like trolls and stuff like that. And I'm just Mm -hmm. like, okay. And so what? I wake up fat every day. What you telling me? Like, what's the problem? Like, I don't understand. Like, you think I don't wake up? Look, 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 I woke up with this. Like, <laughs> like, what do you mean? Like, what am I? What? I'm supposed to be moved by someone saying something to me through a chat on this freaking platform. And I know that I woke up like this. Like, I, I don't have time for that. Mm-hmm. But I felt like it wasn't enough girls who look like me that were in the public eye on this platform when I joined. 
and I had went to uh, the biggest streamer that I was uh, modding for was Invade. That's why I always call him my stream dad. Shout out to you, dad and mom midnight i love y'all anyway so <laughs> but um honestly i told him i said yo i want to do this and he told me you got this and i thought he was crazy i thought he was just saying it just to say it now i realized no he really meant that like no you got this and i already see what you're about to do so um i pushed i pushed and then we got partnered uh officially the button drop was may 22nd uh, no march 22nd excuse me of last year so we coming up on a year and um getting partnered with microsoft and allowing my message of inclusion for all um allowing people to see me you know on the front page or you know doing my stream every night and promoting that you know you could you could do this if you just put your mind to it and helping other people it's been such a blessing because it's now allowed for other people to find me on other avenues to work with them on projects and stuff and i know that what i'm doing is making an impact in this industry because everybody thinks of a very standard um image when they look at a game girl they don't see me mm -hmm. and that's what i'm fighting against yep. every time i go live i'm fighting against stop thinking that every gamer girl has to look the same we come in different sizes shapes colors all that you know like Think of it as in there's a rainbow of us. And if you want to stop pushing this very uh, stagnant um, aesthetic, holla at me. I'll work with you. I'll be in your advertisements. I'll basically tell them about your brand as long as you're being authentic about it. Now, if you just want to use me as a tool, I'm going to figure that out real quick and I'm going to dip set on you. I ain't got time. Mm -hmm. But I do want, I, I did want this partnership to push this image further and it has, and even like, you know, even doing this, um, doing the looking for group, um, even an opportunity that I do have coming up that I haven't been able to talk about um, because I haven't been allowed to talk about it. But um, you guys will basically see like why I've been pushing, you know, for this inclusion. And then it's also to see girls come after me that look like me to see more girls now on the platform that are not scared to jump in front of their cameras that don't have that fear that are able to open up and show their personalities and build their own um you know communities and stuff it's like it's a beautiful thing to see and i'm happy to be a part of it that's amazing so what is so streaming all this time what is something that you've learned or some lessons that you've learned um even if you come with a full heart of love people will still hate you because they don't understand you or they choose not to understand you um i have learned that there are so many people that share the same experiences that i've went through in life and that gaming in a sense is the reason why we even come together the way that we do is because like it was a it's a coping mechanism that a lot of us use to get away from everyday life to get away from the bull crap that goes on in our head or you know in our families or on social media or whatever to have you um we use this as our way to you know just to get away and have fun um what i do know is that there is a lot of competition there is you know i mean in any industry this type of stuff happens um 
there's always someone that's gonna be a naysayer or have something to say about what you're doing and you know what it's gaming life is hard gaming shouldn't be you know we should be able to have fun we should be able to love on each other share experience with each other and honestly like be there for the love of the game like the games that we play you know the culture that's within that game you know the lore of the games and stuff like we should focus more on the good things in our gaming industry than the bad. Um, and I did learn that honestly, like you can make some amazing lifelong friends. Like I did not expect to be so close to some people that are on this platform. I'm like completely happy with the friend circle that I have gained from um, gaming because they are literally just freaking amazing and it makes me feel like i'm at home i no longer feel like you know i'm i mean i do still feel like a wild pokemon okay i'm always gonna be a wild pokemon <laughs> right let's get this straight i'm a wild jigglypuff y'all know this about me <laughs> but i do feel like i found my home within you know multiple communities and hanging around different people and just being able to like relate to people like it does it feels really good. It feels really, really good. So when somebody coming on the platform, what is it that you could tell them to be ready for? Be ready to be yourself. Explain that. So some people, they come onto the platform and even I did this in the beginning. I thought that you had to be a certain way in order for you to make it. Like you gotta fit into what's going on at the moment like if everybody's playing fortnite oh you play fortnite too you know if everybody is uh streaming on a certain um on a certain rating you gotta stream on that certain rating too um if somebody tells you to do this that and the third and this is how you do you know things specifically you listen to what they say because they've been on the platform longer than you just be your damn self do what makes you happy play the games that make you happy be yourself and be transparent and you are going to gain so many people that are going to be very similar to you and share the same common goals that you have the outlooks all of that that you are never going to feel like you're working when you're doing this especially if you're doing it for like um you know like professionally like you're always going to feel like you're coming to hang out with your people um, there's a lot of people that lose themselves along the road of becoming known and famous because they never really knew themselves in the first place. Mm -hmm. um, they never took the time to really figure out who they were. And sometimes you learn that, you know, during this journey, you know, sometimes you find that, you know, in different experiences and things that happen. Um, but I will say that it made me a hell of a lot more comfortable to just be myself. And I realized the more that I was myself, the more transparent that I was, the more that I basically cultivated a community that that basically cherished other people and treated people with respect and just basically stood for the core values that I stood for. So I want people coming onto this platform to definitely be themselves. Another thing is do not expect for people just to view you because they know you. That's not the case. Um, what do you mean by that? If Pete, just cause somebody know you doesn't mean that, that your content is for them. Mm, okay. And people automatically assume like, oh, you're my friend. You're gonna say, you're gonna support my content. 
but if I'm I, I'm be honest and some people may get upset about this but I mean it is what it is just because you create content don't mean that you are a content creator it means that you put stuff out there but does it go anywhere does it do anything for anybody does it is it taking like do you have a plan with it you understand know like site when I look at a content creator I think of like a Mr. Beast you know, mm-hmm. like he made all of that content that he made and people was like, really like, they, they didn't get it at first, but then they slowly but surely understood what he was doing. And then he took his, he took his notoriety, his fame and then flipped it and started creating a whole new wave of content about helping people and just surprising people and doing good. Like, I want to live his life. Okay. Mm-hmm. I need this Mr. Beast. Hi. Hi. I, I, I want to live that life. I like giving I, I like giving. <laughs> like, <laughs> I like giving. Okay, can can we can we do something together? Um, but everybody think that because they turn on a stream and they stream for maybe an hour or two that they are a content. Like you're not a content creator until mm-hmm. you really flesh out the bigger picture for what your content is serving. Like who your content is serving, what your content is serving. Like why is it there? Like that's when you really get into being passionate about this. Mm-hmm. Um, I want people to be passionate. That's the other thing. If you're going to do this, be all in. Be all in. You know, like, I mean, I know that you may be testing the waters, but once you get to that point where you realize that you're growing, make that pimp decision. Either you're going to do this or you're not. Because what happens is that if you decide that you don't want to do this and you have all these people that invested their time and their energy into your channel and you just up and disappear on them, you leave a lot of people burnt. A lot of people burn, and I've seen this countless times, and it sucks because there's people who literally they just up and just jump off the platform and never come back because they feel so burnt by their favorite streamer who said they want to do this, and next thing you know, what they just said, yeah, bye. And you're mm-hmm. just like, <laughs> like now what do I do? <laughs> like who do I trust now? I decided to invested all the time energy into you. Now you you just go on. Things okay, up well. up, yeah. Yeah, it's a sucky feeling. It's a sucky thing that happens. But, you know, if people just kind of identify things a little bit earlier and sooner, I think it'll be for the it'll be for the best for everybody involved. What's your motivation behind your brand? My motivation is knowing that if I don't show up, that no one else is going to do it. Explain even that. even when. I don't feel like getting up some there's some days where I have low days you know everybody has Mm. their personal you know whatever Mm -hmm. I know that there's some days where if I don't show up that might have been that opportunity for another girl who looks like me to see me and get motivated to do it herself and be inspired to do it I know that I might have missed making somebody's day just by being my goofy behind self and cracking jokes with them you know, mm-hmm. um, I might have missed, I might have missed opportunities to change other people's lives. And that's what keeps me really motivated to do this on an everyday basis. Cause it's like, I have a chance every day to help and change somebody's life. And that makes me feel good because that's really what I want to do. I love the fact that I know that I can make somebody's day just by being myself and playing some video games. Um, I used to be a business coach 
a lot of people they if they've ever been on my channel there's sometimes where i mention it um and i even told people to google my full name um i thought that was the profession that i wanted to be in however i realized that it wasn't because it wasn't like it wasn't spiritually fulfilling hmm. um i often felt drained i often felt tired um my anxiety went to an all-time high my depression went to an all-time high um the onset of diabetes set in while all of this was going on. Um, so I am diabetic. Um, it just was a lot of things that happened, mm -hmm. uh, a lot of stress, and it just wasn't fulfilling for me at all. So I dropped all of that, and I said I was going to sit on my butt for a whole year and just look up at the freaking ceiling and play video games. Like, I literally was like, I quit. I'm done. I'm, I'm done. I done worked. Cause I've been working since I was roughly about 15 years old. So I just was like, I'm going to take a whole year off and be a bum. I have enough money in the bank. Mm -hmm. <laughs> We're going to be good. We got food. We all right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm just going to go be a bum. And that's how this all started. That's actually was the catalyst for this. So I have to thank, uh, my prior, uh, my prior business for not being what it could have been for me to be in a space where I feel completely comfortable and happy and just like, you know, just, I'm here for this. I'm so here for this. So you do stream full time. Yep. Nice. Congratulations on that. Thankies. Awesome. <laughs> so you don't do any like business coaching on the side as like a side hustle or every now and again, if it's someone that I like, know, mm -hmm. I'll do it every now and again. But okay. it ain't that often, cause I'd be like, "Listen, what do you want?" Well, oh, but but Candace, I'm like, Ugh. You know, <laughs> I know you and I like you. All right, this, 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 and the third. Money, please. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> so basically, if somebody had a plan and they know what they wanted, you'd be happy to work with them. Yeah, I'll definitely be happy to work with them and um, basically veer them in the right direction, give them the right resources. And um, even, you know, help them like with, you know, just like what my inside knowledge is. I definitely would be, but um, they got to come ready and they got to understand that I don't, I don't charge no little bit of money. Like if you want a coaching session with me about your brand for me to get hands on and look into it and help you with how you're going to move forward on social media and how you're going to move forward in your business, it's a $500 fee. Nice. And what do you, what do you offer? Like a whole like structured plan, laid out blueprint type deal? We're going to go through everything that's going to be on my plan. We're going to go, I want you to tell me everything. I want to help you with your brand message, what your focus is, who your target audience is going to be, where you're going to find your target audience, um, what your social media plan is going to be. And we're going to review like your target audience, where you're going to find them, how you're going to reach out to them, um, what your overall goals, um, end goals are going to be, what your plan to get those goals. Because people put goals on paper, but they never put the how they're gonna achieve it yeah <laughs> so that's we go over that too and it, it normally ends up being like a like almost like a two to three hour coaching session very nice okay so okay. With, so what are some things you're mostly excited about being a full-time streamer um the ability to the ability to actually create a space where others can come up with me mm-hmm like that's exciting. Like recently, two uh, two people that I I knew as uh, non you know as non partners, they recently got partnered, which was Catch Me TV and uh, an OWC Flash. 
they recently got partnered and I was really, really happy about that because, you know, it was like I've had conversations with them about, you know, about partnership and stuff. And I know that they've hang they've hung around my community and caught some gems. And I saw them do the hard work and I saw them push through. And it's like it's really dope to be able to say like, hey, I was at least able to influence somebody to push it, you know? Um, there's a couple of community members now that I'm waiting for them to apply. I'm like eager for them to apply. I'm like, listen, can you apply? Like, <laughs> can we do this now? Or can you get your analytics up so that we can do this? Um, I really love to help people definitely in this space. Um, because I know that when I was trying to uh, come up and become a partner that there wasn't a lot of like information nor were their partners willing to talk about it a lot. Mm -hmm. And that's why I try to be as informational and, and as informative as I possibly can, because I know that people would go for their dreams more if they were given the tools. Not every tool is free though. Cause I tell them like, listen, there's certain things I'm gonna tell you for free and there's certain things I only tell my subs, okay? Listen. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like I'm gonna have to listen. I'm gonna have to, I'm just gonna let you know now. Like there's certain that there's a free ninety nine and then there's paid ninety nine. Which one you want? So um, I'm just I'm really excited about that. And also just like where gaming is going. Like you know you have people like Ninja who basically sealed like that gigantic you know deal with you know with Mixer and stuff. Mm -hmm. And prior to that, a lot of platforms were not paying content creators a big fat check to basically say hey come here and stream with us you know mm -hmm. and i feel like that opened the floodgates because then this person was switching here and this person was getting a bag here and this person was solidifying a contract and i feel like now it's kind of like the year of the content creator where it's like if you really are serious and passionate about this you are able to now charge your worth versus somebody telling you what you're worth so that to me is very exciting that's awesome man well thank you for sharing your uh character creation that's dope um i'm actually very excited to look forward and see where this unfolds it's great <laughs> it seems like you have a and then your community that i see them in the chat they're actually showing a lot of love it's you definitely have something going on yeah you definitely have something going on right now for you and i'm very proud of you munchkin good thank job you. all hey, right what's up? everybody <laughs> uh everybody's showing love right now love Play it the show. go back to work Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the next topic we're going to get into, Munchkin, is setting your attributes. So with every character you create, there's always a set of attributes. Right. So I'm going to name off a few characteristic traits, and you rate yourself from one to five, five being the highest. You ready? Mm-hmm. Grit. You said what? Grit. Grit? Grit, yeah. G-R-I-T, grit. As in, as in being gritty? The grit, like your your drive to go through the bullshit, regardless of how much bullshit oh, you nah. got. Oh, yeah, no, 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 no. That's a whole five. I'm, I'm going through the bullshit. I'm like, wait, what? Wait, okay, okay, I get the okay, we got it. <laughs> yeah, five, nah. I'm gonna get through the bullshit either well, way. Why five though? Because I mean, there's no, it, it's no stopping me. Like I don't, I don't care what is in my way. Like I'm gonna find a way to get around it whether it's going to take me 10 years or a year or two minutes i have to get through it who else is going to do it they ain't going to do it for me mm -hmm. so might as well like i don't want the worst 
<laughs> like, as always, I'd be like, look, I don't want the worst, so let's go. Right. It's just, just going to have to happen. <laughs> Curiosity. Oh. <laughs> I would say a four. I am curious about a lot of shit. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I if you're so curious, what's stopping you from being a five instead of a four? I, you know, because then there's sometimes where I just be like, okay, you know what? Uh-uh. I'm like, remember that ignorant? Mm-mm, I'm be ignorant to that. I don't. I feel something in my spirit that just be like, oh no, 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 too curious. No, 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 no. Pull back. So it'll be a four. It would be a four. What is something that stopped your curiosity? When I feel a certain energy from something, it's just like a gut feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like a certain energy, and I'm just like. Yeah, let me just. Mm-mm. No, we're not gonna do it. We're, we're just gonna look. If it comes back around, then maybe. But if it don't come back around, it wasn't for me. I'm, I'm all right. Okay, I could do, <laughs> could do it without. Gratitude. Five. Why um, five? Sometimes people say I'm too gracious. I'm too humble. Um, but I'm always like that because, it's like I said, I've been through well worse. So when people do things for me, when people look out for me, when people decide to invest in me, it's time energy that they can't get back. And that's why I'm always gracious for that. Cause it's like, you actually see the vision that I have in my head. You see where my heart is. You actually can identify me as someone who means nothing but good to everybody. You know, at the end of the day, I'm not, I'm not perfect. I am flawed. But the fact that you can see through that and still give me your support, it, it's sometimes overwhelming. And it's, I mean, they done saw me cry a million times on my stream. Okay. <laughs> because good things has happened. Like they, they already know, like mm-hmm. they know how, they know how cheesy my behind is, but I just, you know, I'm thankful for all the love that I get. So. I'll forever be, I'll forever be grateful and gracious. What was some of the recent moments that made you cry? Um, seeing my face up on the front page for the past two weeks, mm-hmm. when I mm-hmm. finally saw that, I mean, I knew I was up there, you know, but I didn't see it like on the front page. Like I didn't get to see it myself. And um, I had went to the homepage real quick while I was streaming because I wanted to um, to basically like just check like check things out like all right you know what categories is popping right now and you know where I fell in and I was like oh snap wait that's me and I like you know there's there's a whole playback I think I clipped it too um, I just like I I'm thankful because they could have chosen anybody else you know but they decided to rock with me and that's like that's amazing. Um, Another thing that made me cry is when Missy Elliott followed me. I seen that. Yeah. That was crazy, man. I was like, yo, what? Like, I cried in my dad. I cried in my dad. She was like, ah. He was like, oh my God. He was like, that woman don't even know what she did to you. Like, because <laughs> he knows how much I love her. Like, he used to have to hear me blasting Missy from my room and be like, would you turn that off? Like, yeah, as a noisy ass teenager, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, how did that even it. happen? Yo, I, let me, so, all right. So here goes the story. Okay. She was asking questions. She was like, ask me a question. So I asked her a question about uh, streaming and esports and women and basically would she ever consider backing that 
I didn't get a response. And I was like, oh man, I missed my shot. So here it is, you know, maybe like a day or two later, I'm basically checking on my analytics on Twitter because I'll, I check my impressions, how I'm doing, how I'm faring, you know, am I doing well, average or slacking, what's going on? I scroll and I see a top person that follows you, Missy Elliott. And I'm like, wait, huh? I'm like, no, that's not real. So then I go to her page and it says, Missy Elliott says, follows you. So I instantly, I was like, oh my God. So I took my phone out instantly. I know people are like, why would you think to take your phone out? I'm like, cause I like the capture crap that happens to me. Okay. Yeah. Cause I want to go back and be like, I remember that moment, you know? Mm-hmm. So I basically was like, I, I took a, you know, I took it out. I was like, yo, like, you know, tell it, like showing people how excited I was in that moment. And, um, she then retweeted the video on yeah. her page mm-hmm. and responded to me and I lost my shit. I think, I think ghost eardrums was blown out because I screamed so loud on the phone when I saw that. And he was like, my ears. <laughs> and I was like, I'm sorry, but it's busy. <laughs> I'm just like going off. Um, that was a moment. I still have not contacted her. I'm waiting for the perfect moment. Um, I feel that people like that, they have a lot on their plate and I'm not just going to come to you with no bull crap. I'm going to go full throttle. Like when I come to you, I'm going to come to you and be like, this is my plan. Do you like it or not? And are you willing to, to basically be down with this? Yeah. I want it to be, I want to basically, I want her to see that I can still stand on my own. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I can still push it, but I think that your involvement in this would be really dope. And if you don't want to be involved, can you pass this on to someone who would like to be, you know? So I'm, I'm still, I'm still, you know, I'm churning, I'm churning. I yeah, got to play. I gotta you're, play you're, in a good, you're in a very delicate, precise yes. situation yes. right now. It's yes. like. You have that but one shot. Her, yeah, but I love her though. She know I love her. She know I do. She follows me. I know. <laughs> that's, that's, that's awesome. I seen that and I was like, yo, no that's way. Great. No way. <laughs> that happened. That's a hell of a response though to your question. She just go ahead and gave you a follow just like that. Yeah, word. Like, oh, word. Bloop. Like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> so what are some other ones that you, some memorable moments that made you cry? Oh, this chair. Okay. So Shell So Random, she was uh she was in here. She went back to work already, but shout out to her. So she found me on Twitter when I posted a clip of me dancing to baby sharks while playing Seven Days to Die. Yes, I know this sounds really weird, but Interesting. It, like literally, I was sitting there killing zombies for my baby shark do 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 bow. <laughs> like you know, just heck it's just me and my silly self. Yeah. And she found me because of that clip. So what I didn't know was that she was a mod for another partner streamer um, by the name of The Preacher. And he basically has, um, he basically has like an initiative to where they will go and they help other, you know, they help other streamers and stuff. So I have put up a dono goal for me to get this chair because I have sciatica. 
and the chair that I was in before wasn't something that I could sit in a, for periods, like long periods of time because it just wasn't, you know, good for the site, you know, my sciatic uh, nerves and stuff. Mm -hmm. So I said, okay, well, maybe I'll basically get this goal done maybe by May or something. This was like $450. They came in and literally funded the whole thing in minutes, literally minutes. And I boohoo bubble snot teared so bad <laughs> because I just was, I didn't see none of this coming. First he came in and he hosted and I said, oh my God, I was like, thank you. This is before I got partnered. Actually, it was during this month. And um, I was like, thank you so much. Like, wow, like you hosted me and stuff. I'm like, oh, that's pretty dope. And then don't know, don't know, don't know, don't know, don't know, don't know. And I'm just like, <laughs> like, what do you mean? Like, who sent you? What, what? What is going on? Like, I, I literally lost it. Matter of fact, there's a YouTube video. Um, think uh, preacher at title. Everyone has a story. Mm -hmm. And you know, I was just telling them like why I wanted to do this, who I was, and that happened. And I was just like, oh snaps! Like, I get teary eyed. Like, literally, it took for me to finally like. It took what? How many weight? Cause I saw a preach at E3, I think it was West. And I think I saw him at another event. It took at least three events for me not to instantly start crying when I see him. Like, <laughs> cause that's how like, literally like that's how I feel about him. Like, thank you so much because because of you, I was able to put in the longer hours that I needed to in order to obtain partnership in order to build my brand the way it is like i'm still sitting in this chair that you guys helped me get and it means the world to me so it's like it, it like the first two times i saw preach i instantly started crying i'm just like <laughs> and he's just like no 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 oh my god he's like no i love you too sis, but no 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 don't do it don't do it I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah preach is definitely I, awesome i had him on a recent uh previous yeah. podcast he's he's an amazing soul dude that's i didn't know he did that though shout out to yep. him that's awesome yeah that's freaking awesome okay thank you for sharing that gratitude that's awesome all right next one loyalty i would say it's a four reason why i say it's a four because i'm not loyal to bullshit mm -hmm. and there are some people who mistake that when you are loyal to somebody, you love them for good, bad, and ugly. I am not loyal to self-destruction. I'm not loyal to anything that is going to harm others. I'm not loyal to people just going out of their way to just make people miserable. If you develop that type of trait after I've been a friend to you, whether it's family, whatever that it may be, I am going to unhinge myself from you. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to sit here and do it as some big blow up. I'm just going to quietly make my exit because I can't, I can't be loyal to that. That's not in my spirit to do so. And to ask me to be a part of that, to ask me to support that, it's like going against me being me. Mm -hmm. I understand that everybody got their own little issues and their own little whatevers, and that's cool. You know, I, I get all of that. But when it comes down to you just being a complete self-destructive, negative being, and you just, you just, as much as 
I've spoken over the, over you and tried to help you and be there for you and you just continue with the negative stuff, I can't be loyal to that. So that's why I say it's a four because there are some people who are completely mad at me because I no longer deal with them. And I'm like, I have to protect my energy. I have to be loyal to myself first. So definitely a four. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. You bring up a good point. It's like, that's, that's <laughs> definitely one of the things a lot of people, they misinterpret that. You know, they, they, they use the excuse of, you know, we've known each other so long. It's like, fuck that. Like, I, I want to do me. I got plans. You want to stick around and just be the poison to it. I ain't got to drink it. Exactly. And that's when you would, that's when uh, people call you all types of names and want to discredit you because now you don't want to be loyal to their bullshit. Oh, well, well, then I could be all names in the book. Mm-hmm. But call me paid, though. Call me paid. Call me peace. Call me everything that is good. (laughs) Wait, if you want to say my name, say those things too. Yeah, and for the people that are listening, if you have those people and the reason, and you want to know why they act like that, one of the biggest reasons is that you are a self reflection to them of what they're not. Right. So, that's 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 one of the biggest things. All right, next one, confidence. Four. It took you a while. Why? Yeah. I would say a four. I was going to say a three, but I was like, no, that's just me sitting here second guessing my goddamn on self like I do sometimes. Uh, Four. Reason being because there are some times where I do things scared. Mm. I sometimes do it because I know that I have to make that move. I may not have all the confidence in the world at that moment, but I know that I have to make that move. Um, and that's just me being realistic, you know, like I don't, cause if I said five, that's me being very un- unrealistic. There are some days where I feel like I'm the ugliest thing on earth. Okay. Like <laughs> just being honest. There's some days I'm like, Ooh, girl. Like sometimes I, sometimes I look at this fat and I'm just like, <laughs> you know, like yeah. some days I, you know, some days I don't wake up confident as hell and that's okay. You yeah. know, that's completely fine. But there are some times where I, have done, I've done this in the past. I've been like not doing that as of late because I'm like, you know, you can't sit here and not make take a shot just because you're scared. You know, take the damn shot and see what happens. But just make sure that's you know it's a good shot if you're gonna do it. Um, there's sometimes where I have literally like talked myself out of doing something because I felt that I didn't equate to whatever standard that I felt I should have been at in order to take hold of that opportunity. And that was me having a lack of confidence in myself. Um, That's something that I will say that the business uh, coaching world and as well as the streaming world has uh, helped me with because I realized that I need, I needed to be more confident. You know, I needed to stop sitting here and being like, you know, oh, it ain't, you know, I can't do it because I mean, literally like I'm, I'm wearing a headset that's sponsored by freaking Logitech. If I didn't have the confidence to go to that meeting and talk to Alex and tell him who I was and tell him my visions, I would have never, ever sealed that relationship with them. Mm -hmm. And it's like, knowing me maybe four or five years ago, I would have just not went to the meeting because I would have been like, oh, I don't think I can do that. I don't, I don't think anything good going to come from it. You know, that lack of confidence, that lack of, you know, self-assurance, like I didn't have that all, I didn't have that like all my life. 
Um, it's been something I've been developing uh, more and more as time went on. And that's because I've gotten to know myself more and I've became more honest with myself. So I definitely say four. Charisma. I would say <laughs> maybe sometimes I have a little bit too much of that. So it's a five. <laughs> There's no such thing. Don't say I that. Think, I think sometimes some people think it's like they just they just be like, it's, it's something wrong with you. <laughs> and I'm, like, I'm like, no, I just, you know, I'm just, it's me. Yeah. What? <laughs> like it's just, now, I, what, explain a moment where you feel like you're being over charismatic. Um. Well, there's sometimes where I I I do overly celebrate people. There are sometimes that I do where I just like get loud and boisterous and just like just be like fucking all the way up, like I go crazy with it. Mm-hmm. And they just like, okay, listen, a little, little too much, okay? And I'm like, okay, fuck it all the way up, like. <laughs> 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 Those are moments that I I honestly like. Matter of fact, so between all right, there's this thing like. It's, it's not me being over, but this just to show you some crap that I do. Mm-hmm. So, like, what happens is that, like, when me and Janae, uh, we have, like, a big thing that happens to us, right? Um, or, like, we basically get, like, money that we didn't expect or something like that. I basically, we basically be, like, cue the music. And the music is from the OJs for the love of money. So, <laughs> I take it, I blast the song, or he's like, fit it, fit it, fit it. And I'm walking through the house, acting silly. I'm walking by my dad's door. As soon as he hear that music, he's like, oh, here she goes again. <laughs> <laughs> Those are, like, that's the same, that's the type of thing. But, but you know, I just... I mean, that's just a lot. Uh, <laughs> I love good crap. <laughs> man, that's awesome. All right, next one. Spirituality. Five. Mm. Five. Um, I am very much into healing crystals. Um, I believe that energy makes the world go round. I believe that if you put out certain energy in the world, the world will give you that back and tenfold. Um, very, very big. It's a, it's, it's very serious to me. Like I tell people like, I'm not religious, I'm spiritual. I believe that everything that has happened um, to me within the past like four or five years has been nothing but that higher power. Um, and I say higher power because I don't want to offend nobody that may believe in certain names of God and stuff. So I always refer to our higher, you know, I say the higher power. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually have a, hold on, wait, damn it, where is it? I thought I, mo- I might have moved it. Yeah, I did. Because actually I was showing, uh, I was showing the stream the other day. I had like, no, I didn't. It's right here. I have amethyst sitting on my desk. Yep. Like I, I literally have necklaces that I personally made out of like different uh, crystals and stuff. I actually have a crystal grid. Um, I put my intentions into, you know, into my uh, meditation. Um, I do a lot of that. Like burn, like burn my sage around and air out my house. I'm, I'm very big on that type of stuff. Um, I don't like bad energy. Um, I don't try to dwell into it mm-hmm. if i have to dwell into it i'm only going into that energy to correct that energy other than that i'm not just gonna just 
I'm not just going to sit here and digest negative crap that's going on just to digest it. That's part of the reason why, I'll be honest, like, I really don't watch TV. Um, I feel like a lot of the things that's on TV has subliminal messages and subliminal energy. For sure. And I, I protect myself by digesting what I know that I want to put out into this world. I'm very mindful on that. So when people are around me, it's like, you know, some people are like, oh, I get these good feelings and these vibes. I'm like, yeah, because that's all I want to like. I just want to live in happiness and joy. I don't want to live in turmoil. I know that things happen and you may have to basically deal with some crap, but at the end of the day, just give me my sage, give me my crystals, give me a muffin and leave me alone. <laughs> a muffin? <laughs> yes, because you got you got to eat muffins to get money. What do you mean? What do you mean? But like, like an actual like, Yes, a blueberry muffin, yes. Blueberry I love muffin. muffin. That's why my sub badge is a muffin. I love muffins. They make me happy. I want a muffin now. I'm telling you. Something's wrong with my coffee that I got right here, too. See, see, then got you already. Got them. Got them. <laughs> muffins make the world go round. <laughs> <laughs> blueberry muffins are bomb. The banana nuts be bomb, too. Oh, That's they just be bomb, too. Oh, oh, yeah, they hit. They yeah. slap. They, they slap. I give you that one. Yeah. <laughs> all right uh oh next one forgiveness <laughs> ghost can i lie or no oh i'm a hot three with that a hot three i'm a hot three with you're, it. you're a halfway <laughs> in the middle you're a hot halfway in the middle why uh, oh my god he said no he said no lying so no lie uh, no lie i do believe that everybody make mistakes yes. but i have had a problem with forgiveness especially when you're very very close to me and you betray me and it's for no damn reason at all like you have no valid reason as to why you did that. Mm -hmm. It's hard for me to forgive someone that can betray someone that meant nothing but love to them. And they know that. Mm -hmm. So it's like when you burn me in that way, cause I don't open up to it. Like I don't personally attach myself and get really close to a lot of people. And when I bring you into my personal sphere, it's like you're in my little personal bubble that I don't invite people in. Mm -hmm. So when I trust you with personal information, personal feelings, personal thoughts, and you just betray that crap for no reason because you're sneaky, I am not that forgiving with that because mm -hmm. you had to work hard to even get into my personal space in the first place. So you did all of that to then turn around and burn me? I don't know about you coming back from that, boo-boo, because -boo, <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm just love you from afar, but I'm always going to be like, mm-mm, I don't trust that snake. Nope, nope, <laughs> nope. <laughs> Heard that. There's a, uh, can I share with you a Chinese proverb that kind of mm -hmm. gets on this? So I had issues myself with forgiving with some people in the past, of course, and, um, <laughs> this proverb really put some light into my head so it said on trying to forgive somebody if you blame them you'll never forgive them but if you blame yourself you're halfway there but if you blame nobody you have forgiven them mm. Mm. yeah let that marinate <laughs> 
Yeah. Damn, that's a word. Yeah. It's it's the like I'm a work in progress. <laughs> of course we all are. We're not perfect shit. I understand that. Oh, that is deep. That wow. Yeah. So it's just, yeah. That, not to get too personal, but it really helped out forgiving my dad for his choices and definitely finding out. I highly recommend that too. Like, if you want to know stuff about your parents, ask about their childhood. Right. It'll it'll. It'll shine some light. It'll shine a lot of light, and it'll explain a lot of their choices. And yeah. So then at that point, it's just like, wow, I don't blame anybody because his parents learned from their parents and so on and so forth. It's like, where did it all start? Right. So basically a cycle. Mm-hmm. Mm. All right. I'm, I'm going to think about this. Uh, yeah. I'm going to think about that one. Happy to help. I'm going to Google it. I'm going to put it up somewhere. Too. <laughs> that helps. Shoot. Yeah, definitely helps. Look at that quote and be like, oh, God help me <laughs> <laughs> all right next one uh self-awareness i don't know how to mm, an attribute do i have self-awareness uh i do but i don't know how to gauge it really i would say like i am a, i mean i am aware of myself but and like kind of like give, give me a little context to it like how you want me to talk about it self-awareness as in you realize who you are you know your limits and what you want not just for yourself but for those around you all right that's definitely a five i'm i'm very much aware of what the hell i want now do do i bend sometimes because there's certain people in my life that i know aren't at that level yet to get to where i want to be yeah i do sometimes i do but i definitely know what i want for me what i want for my family what i want for my friends what i want for my community i'm i'm very focused on getting that done matter of fact actually like i literally have a, a sheet right here like no bull like this is this how i get shit done this how I stay on task. These are my goals for my stream. Whoa, 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 hold on. Let me blow that up real quick. Uh, the spring focus. This is my goals. I show uh, this actually in my Discord. Nice. Social this media focus. I, That's I, nice. I, I do this all the time to keep up with the goals and the things that I want, you know, because it's it's sometimes it's it's easy for you to lose sight. So things like that remind me. I also have um, another sheet up for my personal goals. So, yeah, I'm 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 very I'm very uh do you, <laughs> I'm very focused. Do you help out your uh, your viewers and subs like like goal setting like that? Because that's very important. Like I, I, I love them, that I, you do that. Yeah, no, I tell them exactly. I go over my sheet. I went over my sheet when I actually did it, and I told them why I had the goals and what the goals meant and what it will do if I reach these goals and if and they could do the same thing like you know if you want partnership be aware of these things that you have to do and make sure that you're in this type of of a of a position to basically obtain partnership again it's just like we touched on earlier like people could set goals all day but what is the action plan to get to that goal mm -hmm. that's some that's what this is this is like yep. hey if i'm gonna sit here and do 60k in embers how am i going to do that 
you know, what are the steps that I have to do in order for me to get to that goal? If I want to gain 2,000 Twitter followers, what are going to be the action steps to get to that goal? You know, mm -hmm. take the goal and break it down with action steps of how you can basically fuel that goal. Um, so, yeah, I, I do that not only for my streamer life, but for my personal life as well. Well, I applaud you for doing such things. It's it's very important. People are seeing this shit. If you haven't done it, make goals. There's another yeah. thing, too. There's another yeah, whiteboard. Yeah, whiteboard. <laughs> calendar or something like there's a whole thing about uh, there's uh, I guess I, I guess like an ideology that the Japanese have is called some of us are wandering flames. So what it is, is that here's like, here's, here's life. And then here's you. Most people are just a wandering flame. They don't know what they want. And they're also attracted by other flames. So it's like, Oh, this looks good. Oh, this looks good. Oh, this looks good. But us as human beings, it's in our nature to have a sense of direction. We have no direction. Any direction is a good direction. Right. So, as a wandering flame to prevent to being a wandering flame you gotta have a direction yeah life has its ups and downs but at least you know where you're going right so that's very important right. the wandering flame if anybody wants to google that it's definitely there it's some good stuff good piece of advice i'm gonna look that up yeah asian <laughs> culture man they got they got i highly suggest people going into asian culture and just learn some of the lessons like life lessons dude the way they word things it's so amazing it's He's awesome. like, well, this is what I've been missing all this time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, next one. Patience. Three. Okay, why three? Um, I do have a trait of being impatient. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> Especially when it comes down to, like, I know what I want, how I want it. It, it ain't working out at that moment. I literally be like, listen, I don't have the patience for this. Like, yep. like oh my God. Like, listen, listen, I'm about to have a melt. 2.5. Gotta deduct that 0. 0.5. Anybody ask you to be a part of my damn save file, okay? It's mine. Don't you jump in my stuff, ghost. Anybody ask you. That's the, so if anybody don't know, ghost is, ghost is who gives me patience. Ooh. Okay. Um, he slows me down. What? How? Because he's he's very he's very like grounded. He's very centered. He's very like you know. Okay, wait. Let's think about this. Let's not rush in guns a blazing. Yeah. And then me, I'm normally let's go, let's go, let's get it, let's get it. Gotta go, gotta go. I'm this. He's very do 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 do, and I'm just like ah. Just so it's Percy. Like, so it's like us combined, like when we're to, like when we create together, when we link together, we give each other what the other kind of lacks. Like I make him speed up in certain situations where he's beating his feet mm -hmm. and he makes me slow down when I'm running too fast. So when I'm having these moments of, oh my God, ah, he's the one that I go to and I'm like, okay, this was going on, help me. I'm just like, you know, like, and I guess that's me learning that because I know I don't have that patience that I have to sometimes step back and let somebody else handle it or help me to handle it better. Mm -hmm. That's something I've learned, you know, within the past couple of years too about myself is that I know, especially when it's something like it's going on right now and I got to make a split decision, I can make those split decisions. But I know that definitely when I have him by my side, 
I make those decisions a let less like Aggie and I'm I'm less like, you know, anxious. Fancy, and stuff yeah. Because, yeah, because it's like I know that he'll see what I'm what's going on and me and him both go into action at the same time from our different angles and get it done. And then we're like, okay, we did it. Like we like basically like when I did my business coaching, um, he was actually a part of the team. Okay. Um at basically like I cause I did my business coaching, but I also was a COO for a business coach herself. Like she was basically my mentor. Um, and he was a part of the team that I managed. And normally when things would happen and everything would be going chaotic, that's when they knew come to me. And they knew that if I was coming in, he was running in too. So it'll be normally like, it's like the oh shit button. <laughs> we were the oh shit button. It was like, oh, call them, call them. Okay, this is going on, da 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 We got this many hours to deal with it. And we're like, okay. So then I'm like, all right, this need to happen, this need to happen, this need to happen, this need to happen, da 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 And go like, all right, I'll do this, I'll do this, I'll do that. Got this, you handle this, you handle that. And then everything, you know, gets moved out. So yeah, he he's taught me to have some patience with uh with things and i think the reason why a lot of times i'm impatient is because like i just sometimes i set very high expectations and i hate when things like you know get those snags and those you know those hiccups and stuff and i know that it, it's life it happens mm -hmm. but it's just like sometimes you only have that one shot you know yeah. and and that's what gets me because i'm like shoot what if this is our one chance you know I don't want it to come off as if like I can't handle this at all. You know, let's get this crap together. And like honestly, ninety five percent of the time, it ends up being you know amazing any goddamn way. And I'm just sitting there like, okay, go. So how much do you want me to pay you in food? <laughs> <laughs> food? Why food? Because okay. oh, he's a badass. What do you mean? <laughs> what? Hello? Uh, allow me to introduce this man. This name is Goat. He's a badass. <laughs> likes food <laughs> pay him in food like you oh wave a pork chop around and see come around the corner like food you what you need you need me to do something what food like shoot you gotta know your people you gotta know their weaknesses he's in there saying i work for them pork chops exactly no pork. did i lie though they're go damn did i lie <laughs> if i need this and if i need this video edited pay me pork chops hey listen yeah. hey listen if you're serious about video editing let's talk i'm looking for somebody i'm just well, saying there you go. <laughs> there you go. Pay <laughs> I'll just send you a, like a Walmart gift card so you get all the groceries you want. You're going to be like, Ooh. <laughs> 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 or like, or like Uber Eats. There you go. I'll give oh, you yeah. Uber <laughs> Eats. There you go. Get send you that a whole thing of Uber Eats, like a gift card. Boom. Got you. <laughs> you ain't gotta go nowhere the food will come to you bro i got you i hate it <laughs> oh, no, i don't think it's a game I, it's, it's, I know how serious it is it seems serious i got you <laughs> that's awesome man okay so next one uh stubbornness i would say that i am about a three i can be stubborn and I can be very, very rooted into what I know and my point, but I'm also understanding at the same time because I do know that perception is everything in mm -hmm. many situations. So I'm a very logical person. If I'm a debate with you, it's gonna be based off of facts. 
I don't do he said, she said. I don't do like random opinions. I'm, I'm one of those. So it's like, if you're gonna tell me this is this way and this is how it goes and that's how it's supposed to be, I need you to come up with facts. I don't need I, I list I don't need all that other stuff. If it ain't based on no fact, you can miss me with it. That's it. That's that's how I am. And I'm I'm willing to be open to new things. So as long as it's rooted on concrete, you know, information. There's a lot of people that they'll say and they'll tell you whatever that they feel and it's based off of just air. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, so you want me to just fall for anything? Yeah. No. No, that ain't that ain't gonna mean me. So uh, either you gonna give me the facts, or I'm gonna keep doing what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm gonna stay the way that I am. I'm gonna continue to be this way until you can show me the facts. Show me the receipts. Show me, show me <laughs> the car like, facts, okay? Yes, the car facts. I need all car facts before I check. <laughs> all right, next one. Courage. I actually have to say. Five years ago, I would have probably said a three. Now I can actually say a five. What changed? What changed was I honestly stopped being scared of being myself. Like, it takes courage to even be yourself. I was living a life where I was being told who I should be. I was being told what they thought that I should do what I was good at, what they felt was the journey and the life for me. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have enough courage to say I'm unhappy. I didn't have enough courage to say that this doesn't feel right. I didn't have enough courage to say, you know what? I'm going to jump out of this situation. And even though I don't know exactly what I'm going to do, I'm just going to take that leap. Everything changed when I basically decided to leave everything behind as far as this as far as the business world and stuff and I just said I'm just gonna sit on my butt for a year I was incredibly scared because I was like well what if I don't find anything that I'm passionate about within this next year I'm just gonna be like a bum on the street again like I don't want to go back to being homeless you know I don't want to go back to not knowing where my next meal gonna come from you know I don't want to go back to a life that I left behind and escaped so it took courage for me to basically do this content creating thing because I was going into a similar arena, but different. And throughout it all, I'm still here. Regardless of the good, the bad, or the ugly, I'm still here and I'm still fighting and I'm gonna continue to fight. And regardless of how people may or may not feel about me, I'm going to stand within my truth, regardless of how of how you feel. So that I can say, like my courage has went up because it's like I'm able to face things that I would have just been like, you know what, just let it go, you know, or whatever. Like you know, nowadays I'm like, yo, listen, I ain't got time. Like, <laughs> like mm-hmm. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna do me. I'm do what I I know that needs to be done, and I'm gonna take leaps. I'm gonna take you know jumps, and I'm gonna. I'm gonna do things that are unexpected. I wanna show up in rooms that you don't expect me to show up in. You know, I wanna be in conversations that will benefit me, but you may have not thought I was gonna be included in. Like, that's the type of um, focus that I have right now. What is, 
so you mentioned like you did that jump mm-hmm. what is a piece of advice for people that are listening to help encourage them to make that leap of faith honestly is it worth your life is it worth a life of regret that you're holding on to something that makes you unhappy like honestly like i was at a point waking up out of my i was i was at a point waking up in my bed full-blown anxiety and panic attacks that's how bad it was and i was doing it because like i said like people said you know you're built for this you have such a brilliant mind you could become a millionaire doing this and you know they they just kept telling me and feeding me what they what they thought that they were to tell me that i was to do and who i was and i got tired like it was to the point where my my anxiety and my depression was so weird and wild that they actually was trying to diagnose me as bipolar. Cause that's hmm. how wild the mood swings were. I wasn't myself. And I didn't realize that until I took like a real step back and be like, yo, I haven't been myself for a while now. You know, it it got really toxic. And I was scared as all hell. I was, I was like, damn, like I'm making this money and you know, I am getting no notoriety. I am being known in this industry, but am I gonna toss away everything I just, you know, built to basically sit on my behind and go figure out what I wanna do next? Like, is this something that I should logically do? And it was to the point where, you know, once the diet, once the diabetes set in and I'm over here pricking my finger every freaking day now, you know, having to take, you know, pills, you know, to maintain my sugar levels. And, you know, I have a polycystic ovarian syndrome as well. That was basically flaring up and the hormones with that was going crazy. And then sciatica, I had so many things going on and they're all, all of these things are just like, like all at once, you know, hitting hard. And I'm like, I don't want to wake up like this no more. It was like, I literally woke up in bed and I was like, I don't want to wake up like this no more. I'm not doing this no more. And that's when I just made a decision. Like you gotta make a decision and just stick with it. Regardless of how scary it is, regardless of anything that happens, you just gotta stick with it. Because if you know in your heart that it's for the best, it is for you. You know when you are given something that is for you. You know when a word of feeling is for you. Go ahead and do it. As long as it's not hurting somebody else, and I mean like physically hurting them, you know what I'm saying? Like as long as it's not being detrimental to somebody else, go ahead and do what makes you happy and make sure that you're doing it wholeheartedly. Make sure you're living a life without regrets because you don't want to be like 80, 90 years old with shoulda, woulda, couldas. And the second part is that you don't know if you're even going to make it to that age. You don't know if you're going to die today or tomorrow. Would you have wanted to die happy and knowing that you were doing something that fulfilled your heart, your spirit, your soul? Or would you basically want to pass and people knew you hated your job and hated your life? That's not the type of that's not the type of of memory I want to leave behind. I want people to know I was doing something that I loved, something that 
was, you know, very, very fulfilling for me and that I took pride in it. That's how I want to be remembered. I don't, I, I, that's what made me made the decision. I just like, I, I, mm -mm, I can't do it no more. No regrets. Nice. None. None. Thank you for sharing that. All right. Last one. Mm -hmm. Luck. Five. Really? Why? I am a lucky duck. <laughs> a lucky duck? I am a lucky duck. Why? I don't know how things happen. There are some things that honestly, like, I literally sit there like, wait, that happened. What? Like, how? Um, here goes an example. So anybody that actually has known me for years, they know that when my hands itch, it means that some money or something big is going to happen. So the other day, I kept scratching my palms. I'm like, God damn it. I'm like, oh. I'm like, my hands is itching. Something about to happen. <laughs> I'm like, and it's going to be big. And it was itching for the whole day. And that's when I spoke to Calypso and something big happened for her. Then, you know, I basically went to go stream and like literally tons of support came pouring in that day. And then here it is. Uh, what was it? Yesterday or day before? Um, I went and got the mail and I basically give the mail to my dad, you know, his mail. He comes to my room and he says, cue the music. I said, wait, what? Hold up. He telling me to cue the music. And Janae was on the phone coincidentally at that moment. So I cue the music. He hands me a paper. It's a $600 check. Mind you, before that, I told him, I was like, yo, I feel like, I feel like some random money is gonna drop out the sky for you. I don't know. I was like, cause my palms been itching. I already done got mine, but it's still itching. That means it's more to be spread to other people that's around me. I was like, I feel like some money gonna come out the sky. He's like, it's gonna be a check or something. I said, shoot, it might be a check. And then here comes a check. <laughs> and I'm like, and it's from Wells Fargo. Like it was a settlement um, because like something happened with like their identity theft and stuff. And I guess you have to like pay for that monthly and something happened with it. So it got breached. So therefore they had to do a settlement and it was a $600 check. He didn't even expect it. Like just fell from the freaking sky. And I'm like, and he's like, there you go again. There <laughs> <laughs> like, you go again. Cause like there's, so there's a, there's a story uh, that um, not a lot of people know. Like one day um, back when uh, me and my dad was struggling uh, we was down to like our last dollars, like real deal. And we just wanted to go take a walk. So we're walking up uh, Flatbush Avenue in Brooklyn. And if anybody know about Flatbush Avenue, it's a it's a big, long, long avenue that stretches from one side of Brooklyn to the, to the other. So we're walking up Flatbush Avenue at two o'clock in the morning, chit-chatting. And somehow, some way, money is blowing down the street towards us. No shit. I could literally get my father and he could vouch this. Like this, I, I know this sounds crazy, but I'm so serious. Money is blowing down the street towards us. 20s, all 20s. And we're looking around like, yo, what the fuck? And it's like, it's people across the street and they don't, nobody else notices but us. So me and my dad, we start picking it up. We like, well, shoot, what the heck is this? <laughs> you know, like, there's money coming out of nowhere. And we're looking from where the money is coming from, and we can't see an actual, like, where it's just blowing towards us. And we're like, where did this come? Like, what? 
So we looking around to see if anybody sees this and no one is paying attention at all. No one. Nobody looks behind to see if they dropped any money or a wallet. There was no wallet found, no nothing. By, by the end of that grab that we did, we picked up $300 in wow. 20s. And we were just like, okay. <laughs> Thank you, God. <laughs> and we were just like, oh, well, you did it again. <laughs> I have moments like that that happen to me. That's that insane. I, I, can't, I can't explain it, but I feel like a lot of the times, like, it's just something is looking out for me and something knows my intent. And for some reason, it doesn't always show when I ask for it, but when I need it, it pops up. That's interesting. Damn. So what'd you guys do with the 300? If you don't hey, mind yo, me asking. We food shopping. <laughs> we was like, oh, we about to eat. <laughs> yeah. We dead look. We waited until the next day because it was 2 o'clock in the morning. So we waited until the next day with food shopping. Dad was able to pay, you know, part of a bill and stuff like that. And I had a couple of dollars in my pocket and we was all right. We was like, shoot, man, listen, that ain't nothing but God right there. <laughs> That's amazing. Wow. And still to this day, you, you couldn't find the source where it was blowing from. It was the weirdest thing ever. It was it literally, it's like... It, it's the craziest thing because it's not like nobody else was on the on the streets. Yeah. So it's like, where, how, what the heck? Like, wait, like, okay, <laughs> well, like we just gonna take this money here, I guess. Still don't know, still don't know how it happened, but we just know it did. Blessings. That's all I can say. I'm speechless That's right it. now. That's it. That's it. That's, <laughs> That's it. all I can say. All right, Munchkin. Well, you shared your character creation and you set yourself your attributes. Now you're off to your main quest. So what is your main quest? My main quest is to show the industry that there are so many different varieties of people that can be very, very amazing forces mm -hmm. for, you know, for gaming you know, for being influencers, for being content creators. I want to shine a light on the people who are often overlooked. Um, like I said, like, I, I see that there's a certain aesthetic of a gamer that everyone feels that they need to be. And I want to represent those who don't quite fit that aesthetic. Mm -hmm. But we're gamers too, you know? I want the I want the inclusion. I want for people to be like, okay, these are gamers. And when they do these ads, they show everybody of every size, whether they're disabled, not, sexual orientations, all that type. I want to see all types of gamers. I'm tired of the regular, just run of the mill. This is what a gamer look like. They gotta have like this cool gamer gear and they have these awesome like profiles and you know, like it's just this attitude. And like I said, it's an aesthetic that I just, I don't subscribe to that because I mean, you know, there's quirky gamers. There's, you know, there's, you know, like there's sports game, like there's so many different types. And I, I just feel like we're not included in this conversation a lot. And, you know, it's not a racial, I don't like to make things a racial thing, but I will say that I don't see a lot of people that are of my color 
getting these contracts. Yeah. I don't see a lot of people of my color being put to the forefront of these ads. I don't see me out there. And I know that I exist. So why is that? And why is no one challenging that? Is it taboo for us to challenge that? Or like, what is it? Is it no one daring enough to do it? Is, you know, do people feel like they're gonna be blackballed because they're being open and honest about it? No, like, I want to see me, but I realized that the only way I was gonna see me if it was me. Therefore, I can then introduce, maybe I have to be one of the ones on that front line to introduce it to the gaming industry to show them that, hey, listen, we exist. And I know that there's others in this battle. I know that there's other people who are pushing this same envelope, but I feel like maybe it's not enough people and I just needed to, I needed to join the force. And that's, that's like my main, my main thing is like to do this and get other people that are of, 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 you know, people of color, people that are disabled, people of different sexual orientations. And so I want to see them when I open up an Astro ad. I want to see them when I basically open up a game and one of the main characters is, you know, maybe someone who identifies, you know, and has the pronouns of she, but originally was born, a, you know, male. You know, I want to see this. I want to see more of this. And I don't only want to see it in indie games. I want to see Ooh. it in big title games. Yeah. I want them to take, I want them to basically push the envelope. You know, I want to see this. Um, and I know that it can happen, but we just got to push and we have to basically make our voices be heard. And I don't mean it in a, in a way where, oh, you guys aren't doing enough, blah, 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 blah. Like, no, I'm not like that. I'm just like, hey, you know, we are at a time where these things should actually be represented in the games that we pay 60, 70, $80 for, you know? Like as much money as the video game industry makes, you mean to tell me I can't find myself? <laughs> <laughs> like- Yeah, facts. What? Like, and then, it's, and then what people will argue to say is, oh, well, you know, it's not about this and this. no. So then why, if it's not about that, why can't I find myself then? Um, questions? Okay, all right, all right there. Like, you know, I want for people to understand, like, you know, there are uh, people of color that would love to be into esports, but the information isn't really out there, you know, and honestly, like, you don't even see enough women in esports. You know, let alone you being a person of color, but you actually a woman in esports, like you don't see a lot of that. And when you do see um, a lot of the women uh, that basically are picked up by teams, they're normally labeled as content creators. Mm -hmm. They're not labeled as talent. They're not labeled as, you know, they're a part of a team. Like, I don't see a lot of it. And they be like, oh, well, there's all girl teams. Like I've had this discussion, trust me. And I done roasted some people intellectually because I'm just like, okay, listen, first off, <laughs> but um, that we like, oh, well, there's all girl esports teams, and why don't you join that and stuff? Why do I have to literally be on an all, all girls esports team if esports is all inclusive? Mm -hmm. How does that make sense? I, I shouldn't have to join a particular team to be seen if y'all are all inclusive as you say that you are. And then they'll say, oh, well, no girls be signing up. How do you know that we don't sign up? 
I mean, th there's times where you guys don't sign up. You guys are approached. What makes you guys more approachable than women? What makes you more approachable than people of color? What mm -hmm. makes you more approachable than, than people of different sexual orientations or people with disabilities? Why would they want to approach males first? And normally it will be white males first than anybody else. What makes you so much more approachable? If we all basically doing the same thing, why do you get it first? You know? And it's like, that's something that needs to be asked and needs to be discussed. But people are scared to say that because they're scared of being blackballed and being labeled as, you know, someone who may be, you know, racist or biased and stuff. I don't say this with one bias bone in my body. I'm really just saying, like, I want to see everybody. I want to see, I want to see my gamers when I open up new packaging for products. I want to see my gamers when I look at the billboard ads and stuff. I want to see my gamers in these in these advertisements, in these commercials, in these games. I don't want to basically remain as like, you know, I see a, a big black woman in a game and normally she's like comic relief. Hmm. And that sucks. So that's all I equate to. That's the image that you're pushing. I don't never see a big black woman being like the main character of a game. Why? You know, like, why not? I don't understand. Like, what's the problem? You know, like, why? Why is that not believable? Mm -hmm. You know, what? What? What are you trying to really say? You know, and if you're not trying to say that, then I want for these brands and these companies to be the first to say, "Now we hear you and we got this." You're right. Thank you for bringing this to our attention because this does need to be dealt with. You know, and one day that is going to happen. I know it is. It's coming. It's just we, you know, people like me and other uh, other streamers, other content creators, other esports hopefuls, we're going to push for that. And we're pushing for that now, even with this platform. Mixer is ragged on left and right for being like the underdog. You yeah. know, <laughs> ragged on like crazy. Yeah. Like, Ish. Yeah. But guess what? This is the only platform I have ever seen that openly paid their content creators just to stream. Like I've never seen any other partnership program that literally gave out free money to their partners for a period of time just a stream and what i mean by that was the sparks program mm -hmm. that was considered to be free money for engagement doing what we already were doing mm -hmm. i never saw no platform do that for their partnership program ever and it didn't matter how big or small a partner you were you were included once you basically became partner during that program and that program went up for what nine ten months mm -hmm. and I feel like, you know, even with um, Black History Month, I don't see any other platform celebrating diversity and inclusion the way that they went all the way out this month. Yep. I am completely proud of this platform for that because I looked at other platforms. I'm like, yo, what are y'all doing? Nothing? Oh, okay, cool. That, that kind of sucks. And even with that, there are some people who has even bashed Mixer 
for doing this because they're like, oh, well, it's only for 29 days. No, I've been celebrated way before that. Shoot, I got features before I was even partnered. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like I was on the front page before I was even like, this just the front front page. Like this, this really like this is, you know, I've been there for a minute. You know, yeah. I've had hour long features. I've been a part of events, you know. I mean, it's it's not as if this platform does not celebrate everybody. It does. I will say that they're gonna put the stars out though. I mean, I mean, wouldn't you like you gonna I mean, you would sit here and tell Chris Brown to go sit in the waiting room while you put like Hustle Man with the saxophone and kazoo up as a headliner? No, you ain't gonna do that. I don't know if y'all get that reference. It's from Martin. It's from Martin, if you look up hustle man with the saxophone and the kazoo he was out there talking about pick up the pieces and then he'll blow into the dang one kazoo and <laughs> it was, it's, a, yo, it's a whole boat like real talk when you watch this you'll be like yo this fool i'm, gonna, ha- I'm gonna have to youtube that so you are going to be like this fool like he was basically doing an audition and he was claiming he could play the saxophone he took a saxophone taped a kazoo to it and started playing picks up pick up the pieces and be like that's all you it's hilarious but it's like you're gonna put your star talent out there you're gonna put your big you know you're gonna put like your big boys out there you're gonna put what people want to see out there to the forefront but Mm -hmm. mixer does try very hard and does and honestly not really try but they do showcase people of you know smaller audiences people who are up and coming they give shots to us to prove ourselves to say hey welcome to the big leagues and you know it's like i said like i i kind of feel real sorry that people have been upset with black history month because i'm like this is a platform that honestly celebrates diversity and inclusion mm-hmm that's how it should be you know it should be like hey we admire you for your differences and we are going to celebrate you each and every one of you you know they celebrate veterans they celebrate uh women's history they celebrate pride you know i want them to do hispanic heritage month you know i want them to uh basically do um you know like maybe um a, a asian month as well you know i want to see like they do something for disabilities as well like i want to see everybody celebrating you know mm-hmm. and this is the platform where they do it so i don't know how we the underdogs when we doing something totally right haters it's basically what it comes down to is just haters people don't, that's how it is like when you when you're from the outside looking in like they don't fucking get it. They're not gonna get it until you come inside and you 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 understand it. Right. That's just how people are. But yeah, and- you you gave me chills talking about the whole like I totally didn't even think of that like the Hispanic because there's a month where we have, my, celebrate mm-hmm. my people, and that'd be one hell of a month, dude. That'd be. I dope. mean, honestly, even on the Black History Month, no, that was. Some people of Hispanic heritage are up there, and I'm proud of that. I'm yeah. happy. Come on, everybody celebrate. Let's go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, come on over. You know, so I, I would love to see that. I would definitely love to see that. Native American Heritage Month would be dope. Yeah, that would be that dope. That would be cool, too. That'd be dope. That would be dope because we don't know a lot of Native Americans. Yeah. The Natives are the OGs, man. Actually, no, I do. Mishi is one, of course. You know, Mishi. Shout out to Mishi with, with your native behind. I love you. Mishi, <laughs> oh you know, I love you. You're so sweet. She sounds dope. All right, so that was your main quest. But with every yeah. main quest, there's always some side quests. Ooh. So, what are some of your side quests? Uh, get a husband. Um, 
<laughs> like, it is a side quest. I'm just saying, like... <laughs> so you, you have a ring on your... Excuse me if no, I'm no, wrong, no, but you have a ring on your no, finger. No, no, no. I, I have it there because, it, no, it's, it's, I'm, not, I'm not married, married. Like, oh, okay. No. You're not married, I mean, married. <laughs> <laughs> You're not married, married. No, no, no. Let's get into the little complications. Technically, I'm common law married. Got I'm common law married to my ex. Got it. Uh, I basically will have to get a divorce in order to uh marry uh my uh next person because of texas of course thank you texas thank yeah, you yeah lovely state you um i definitely uh i definitely want to um get married have some kids um i'm really big on children i love children um so i definitely want to see how that is going to come into the fold um of what i'm doing um, I want to travel the world mm. um, and not just go to like these fancy smanchy destinations that everybody goes to like I want to go places that people that come from where I come from would have never ever seen with their own two like they would have never seen this with their own two eyes like and I want to basically like kind of like document that too so like you know people can get the experience you know because I'm very I love watching like uh like uh like uh destination type of documentaries and stuff like where they go places and they explore things mm -hmm. and I love stuff like that. Like I'd be like, ooh, pretty. Like I'm one of those. Like, you know, I wanna I wanna do things that, you know, you hear about in movies and stuff like that. I wanna go to those places. I wanna see what it's like. I wanna, you know, eat different cuisines and experience different cultures um i want to build wells i know that's random as hell but no, i mean what do you mean wells wells as in a well like as in holding water as in wells in like you know in like third world countries and stuff like that that don't have access to like clean water and stuff like mm -hmm. that uh i want to basically begin that uh project because i've always said that i want to do that and i do know that there is a um there's a charity that does that where they just go around and they build wells in different places um i want to build wells in the name of doomland um that's a my, that's a that's a hell of a name <laughs> yeah, I know, it's my community you yeah. know but it's honestly like i want for people to basically see that this community has a lot of heart and there's a lot of people who share like the same ideas that I have, and we have passions like this. Like, you know, some of the, some of the people in my community have nonprofits. You know, some of the people, you know, they are they basically give to others, they donate to you know different charities and all that stuff. Like, so I definitely want to like do something as like a community project where we you know build some wells together, and you know. And even if we can, you know, help with building maybe like some schools or some hospitals, you know, or something like that. Like I'm, I want to get to a point where my status in this industry allows me to give back to the world. That's like that's that's a that's a big big swipe side quest. That's like you know that's that side quest that you know if you miss it, it kind of mess with the main quest. Mm -hmm. that, this yeah um i want to get to that point where i'm financially stable to where i can definitely give back to the world and give back to the streaming industry so where i'm able to fund people and give grants 
to new and upcoming content creators to launch their careers mm-hmm. because i feel that um that's another thing like a lot of us that are content creators we pay so much out of pocket to start this up mm-hmm. and a lot of us never reach the, er- the the area in our careers to where things are paying for itself you know like we there, there's a point in time where some of us even give up before yep. things are able to pay for itself and pay back for the time the dedication the money like buying just a computer is a headache you know it's a bill and yeah. i mean i want to be i want to be at the point where i can literally give some up and coming streamer like literally the whole setup that they need to make it happen even give them the software the hardware you know like everything everything you custom know, built he, pc yeah, exactly like here you need a logo you got money for the logo and you got money for someone to edit your videos for this length of time i want to i want to be able to set up something like that so where like someone really talented and gifted really has a shot at this because it's sad i've seen so many talented content creators give up because they never reach that 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 level they never reach it and it's just it's so heartbreaking because they were so ill and dope. If only they had the support. Mm-hmm. That's that's really what it's all about. And I feel like Mixer, it definitely, it's still, it's still a new, fresh platform to the point where discoverability is possible. It is very possible. Mm-hmm. Although people complain about it because they think that it's not possible, but that kind of goes back into uh, the prior conversation that we had where it's like, you know, people don't think of having your presence in different avenues within the same industry. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like I had said earlier, like, what if Mixer just up and disappeared tomorrow? Where would my brand be? I always have to think ahead of the curve. I always have to think of how can I maximize my visibility and my discoverability, not only on the platform, but off the platform as well. Mm-hmm. That's why I always say I like to show up in rooms that you don't expect me to show up in. Like there's not a lot of people that go to DreamHack that, you know, that I know. I've went to two DreamHacks. I actually got offered a, a, a deal that I, like I said, I can't speak on it, but there's something that's coming up that I got offered at DreamHack and I've been holding a secret from y'all, okay? All right? Just, just know, something's gonna happen. It's gonna be big things. It's gonna be big things. It's gonna be amazing. <laughs> but I, I can't wait until I'm able to reveal it. But it's like, if I didn't show up at DreamHack, I would have never been offered this. Mm-hmm. And it was people who basically was like, why would you go there? Why, why ain't nothing there? We don't go there. Okay, guess what? I want to be where y'all not. That's the only way. I mean, that's how you improve your discoverability. That's how you prove your visibility. Show up where other people ain't. Mm-hmm. Because then guess what? You're the only one in the room that they need to talk to. Yep. Ta-da! <laughs> the next thing you know, you kind of pave the way and then others follow. And, you know, and then you always be like... I started that and yeah. it's like it's not it's not a bragging right thing when people say that either yeah I want of course to be very clear on that it's not a bragging right thing for someone to say I started that it's more so the fact of damn I did that I'm happy about that go get it guys go through the door I opened it let's go let's go let's go like but some people they get mad when you talk about your achievements when you talk about who you are they get upset and you just like why should I not be happy about my achievements and my advancements that I worked so hard for? What do you mean? 
Like, how does that make me cocky? How does that make me ungrateful? How does that make me uh, someone who's throwing my weight around when I'm proud of what the hell I did and I'm going to say it? Like, how humble do you want me to be? I, I sure ain't going to talk about nothing I did. Nope. I'm just going to sit here and be quiet. Nope. Nope. That time is over. <laughs> like, yeah. That time is over. Like, you can be humble and still talk about your advancements and achievements yeah. in a positive way. But I think that there's a lot of people that they just don't, they don't want to hear about your success. They want to hear only about theirs. Yeah, it goes back to the point that they're, you're their self-reflection of what they're not. Right. It's crazy. Right. And this whole thing about like awkward flex, like I hate that term. It's like, yo, if I want to flex my achievements, I'm going to do it. Like, fuck y'all. There are some <laughs> awkward flexes though. There are some, let's be real. There are some where you just like, Okay. <laughs> what about <laughs> unintended awkward flexes? Okay, unintended. I, yeah. I, I mean, honestly, I really don't talk about people that flex. Like, l listen, if you want to do what you do, shoot. If, mm -hmm. if you happy, I you like it, I love it. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't. I don't think I have time to dwell on someone's awkward flex to be honest because it's like i'm too busy sitting here trying to make sure my flex look right like <laughs> you know it's, it's one of them things like how can you be so worried about what somebody else is doing if you so focused on you mm -hmm. you don't have time to dwell into that you don't have time to be dealing like and i understand every now and then you get stuff into some crap i get it i understand it but sometimes some people do it too many times often than than what they need to and that's when it becomes excessive you just like look yeah it, it ain't even you like running into things you just looking for crap to get into because you ain't got nothing going for yourself and then when someone points that out you're upset mm -hmm. but you know you ain't had shit else to do why you acting <laughs> people just be extra just to be extra they got nothing else going on at big facts Big facts. So any other side quests? <laughs> um other than other than me expanding. Um buy my first house. Ooh, okay. I wanna buy my first house, and that's because me and my father has never lived in an actual house. We've always been in apartments. So um a lot of people don't know is that I retired my dad. Um, I got tired of him being back in Brooklyn and that was one of my worries while I was basically doing my business coaching. So, um, I always told my dad, like, look, if I ever move to where it's somewhere that, you know, it's peaceful, it's clean, it's, you know, a life that I know that he's always wanted to live, um, that I would do that because honestly, like my dad, uh, my dad stayed in New York City because of my grandmother. Um, my grandmother died when I was 19. Mm. And that to me was my mom. That was my everything. That was my homie. Um, he really stayed because he wanted to look out for her because my grandmother, she was a very, very smart and intelligent woman. And the surprising thing is that she survived her whole life off of a sixth grade education. Wow. She was a badass. Um, she did housework for people. She did a lot of stuff for like different people just to survive. And um, my dad basically wanted to make sure that she was good because, you know, she had, you know, 
there's different feelings and backed up emotions with, you know, his siblings and stuff like that, you know, with my grandmother and stuff, just a bunch of family crap. Mm -hmm. Um, but she died when I was 19, um, because she had a stroke and the hospital, uh, they didn't do the necessary things that they needed to do as far as her care and stuff like that. Um, so we lost her out of nowhere, basically. Um, and my dad, I've watched my dad for many years, even before my grandmother passed and work his butt off for like double shifts. Like he used to pull like 24 hour shifts, you know, or back to back 12, 16 hour shifts, you know, just to make ends meet and make sure that he was paying child support and being able to uh, take care of us when we came over, you know, to visit him when, you know, when visitation would happen and stuff like that. And even when I finally moved in with him, you know, just for him to basically make sure that, you know, we, we survived. Um, he never got to really travel the world the way that he wanted to. He never got to experience a lot of different things. And I've always, in the back of my mind, always said like, yo, whatever that I do, I gotta get a house. Cause he's always wanted a house with a big old dog in the back of Rottweiler. Um, and he just wanted to have like that sense of peace. And it's always been heavy on my heart that I have to get that done before this man leaves this earth. I can, if, if I, I think it will be one of the biggest upsets of my life if I'm not able to do that. I think that will be my biggest regret because I've seen him do so much. I believe, I mean, he's been through a lot of crap and even with, even with us going homeless, like, like I just want to make sure he's good. And one of the steps that I took to make sure he's good was I told him to um, told him to pack up all his shit and just come to Houston. I was like, I don't care. He was like, how are we going to do I don't care. I'm, I'm going to figure it out. Like, just come. Just please. Just, just stop working. Like, you know, he has a lot of ailments, too. He's diabetic. He got, you know, all types of, of issues, knee swellings. You name it, the man, the man got it. You know, tall ass man like six something size 15 and a half shoe like he's a you know he's not no little guy you know mm -hmm. but he has a lot of heart and he always loved helping people i think that's where i get that that kind of like love bug energy from because he's mm -hmm. always been that way he loves helping people um and i just i got tired of him being tired so that's why he's in the next room right now, you know, <laughs> just chilling and yelling at the cat and sitting on the porch. And, you know, every now and then he may smoke like, you know, a cigar or something. And, you know, looking at his little Kung Fu, you know, flicks and stuff. And it's like, it brings me a lot of joy that I was able to put myself in a position to have that happen because I didn't know if I was going to even get this far, you know, to basically, you know, have him like this. So definitely a house is uh that has to happen like by all means and any means necessary so that that's that's another side quest that if it don't get fulfilled it messes up the main quest okay just remember guys there's side quests that you that even though they say it's a side mm -hmm. remember there's different endings okay yeah <laughs> for sure so going back to your grandmother what is it that you learned from her passing 
that I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready for her to leave. That was my mama. Like, my dad, like, he fusses with me the way that him and her used to fuss. <laughs> like, he fusses with me because I have her spirit. <laughs> yeah. And he tells me that. He's like, God damn it, that woman made sure that she left your ass with me the way that she left your ass so that you could take over. And I was like, you did right. <laughs> That's beautiful. Like, she, she was a firecracker, man. She was the wild Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, she was like, she was, oh my God, bruh. Yo, she was so... I, I just don't think I would ever meet another soul like that. And I just wasn't ready for her to go because she didn't get a chance to see all of this. Like, she didn't get a chance. And it, it sometimes it hurts me because I'm like, damn, yo. Like, I can't call my grandma and be like, hey, yo, what up, Odie? And she'd be like, man, look, listen here. And, yo, I'm not joking you. I put this on everything. My grandmother used to call me a big titty bitch. I'm not joking. Like the banter that we had, you know, the spirit that she had, the determination that she had, the fact that she never let crap get her down, even when shit was hard. She like, I F it. We gonna dig our freaking heels in this mud. We gonna get the fuck out of this. Like, you know, let me know if you need anything. I got your back, you know. It may not be much, but I got you. You know, like, she would let me talk to her, not as a child, but as a as a human being, you know. She respected my thoughts. She respected my feelings. And she'll always sit here and be telling me, like, you know what, Candace, you already know what it is. Like, you gonna do some great stuff. Like, you gonna be good. Like, don't worry about this. Don't let that get you down. Stop trying to let that stop you, like... Who the hell care? Fuck them hussies. Like, <laughs> that's how she used to talk. She was the realest. It was like, yo, she was so real. Like, and she did not tolerate disrespect like me. Oh my God, I got that from her. Oh God. Oh, I so got that. I realized that later on in my life. I'm like, I done became my grandmother. Oh shit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Let somebody disrespect my granny. Bruh, zero to a hundred real quick. She'd be like, first off, I'd be like, oh, it's about to go down. <laughs> I'm like, oh, oh, you about to get cussed out. I just sit there like, because <laughs> 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 she did not tolerate disrespect and she respected everybody. She wanted to nurture people. She wanted to take care of people. She wanted for people to feel good. She, she lived a life of of really like honestly just living her life but doing for others as well. And I realized that in my adventures and in my life that I've developed that spirit. Like that's me. Like I realized I have become her. And it's pretty fucking cool. Cause it's like, you know, I'm happy that she passed that on to me, but I was not ready for her to go. That broke my whole soul. I was lost for a hot five years. Wow. I was lost for five years. Um, I went through 
uh, being homeless twice. I went through domestic violence. Um, I became an alcoholic. Um, I became violent, very violent. Um, I was angry about a lot. I was, I was really lost for years. And I took so many wrong turns early on in my life. But I'm not mad at those experiences because it allowed me to be who I am today and to be able to appreciate life so much more. That's why, you know, I'm able to speak to people with a, a clearer head, you know, I'm able to understand people and have that like, you know, hey, I'm willing to listen, you know, I'm willing to allow you to say whatever that it is for me to then make my, you know, make my, my judgment or my choice on something like, I'm very happy I went through all of that because, you know, I don't think I would be where I am today if I didn't. It sucks, it does, but it's like I said, like I, I lost my world when that woman passed. I, I literally lost my world. Like I thought me losing my grandfather at the age of 10 was bad. Like, nah, nothing prepared me for that day. Like nothing i actually remember the day that she passed was uh it was december 23rd and it was when uh new york city had a transit strike hmm. and it took an effect that very uh that very night and um we had to walk from uh where we were to the hospital because no uh tr no public transportation was running in any form of fashion and all of the cabs were uh they were charging like double the amount because they knew they could take advantage at that moment um so we walked from my apartment building and and we walked and we was uh we walked past my uh my ex's uh, his name is yuji uh we walked we was we had to walk past his build had past his block to cut through the park to get to the hospital and yuji um, like my grandmother knew him because that was, um, that, you know, that was my prior boyfriend and, um, they had grew close together too. So it just made sense. Like, you know, he's family now, you know, like he's been family all these years. We still talk. I haven't dated this man since I was 16 and we still talk, you know, we still good. And, um, he walked with us to the hospital and, um, we got there and, um, I saw her body and I started shaking her. And I was like, come on, grandma, let's go. Like, I, I literally lost my, I, I, I lost my mind. <laughs> I was like, come on, grandma, let's go. Get up, come on, let's go, let's go. Stop playing with me. Like, I really was talking, I was like, yo, stop fucking playing with me. Like, why are you, what are you doing? Like, what the fuck? Like, I really was like going in and then I just started going ballistic. And I remember Yuji picking me up and wrapping his arms around me and literally carrying me out the room. And I'm kicking and screaming and crying and going ballistic. Um, it just was a hard hit because it's like you never realize how precious life is until someone is taken from you that you really care about and it's like I know that she left a lot of values with me and I know that she's looking over me and sometimes I think that's why the luck comes to me you know I think sometimes her sprinkling her little thing on fairy dust around like look big titty bitch take this shit like <laughs> 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 and, her, and that's how she used to talk to me because she you know she was from the south yeah. so she, oh 
just like that. It's so funny. Like she had this, like this, yo. She had this voice that was just like so hilarious. Like you just like, yo, you wild. <laughs> but um, it's like that. It that whole five year period that I went through inner turmoil. Um, I learned so much about like how far things can get when you really just don't deal with some stuff. You really don't you know, you internalize some stuff and you just keep letting it fester. And that's why I'm so grateful and thankful for this path that I'm on now. When people see me cry on stream, they don't understand I'm crying for that homeless Candace that, I'm crying for that homeless Candace that at times had to sell her body to eat. I'm crying for that Candace that would wake up blacked out from a night of drinking and drugging just because she was angry and found out that she beat the crap out of her boyfriend. Like, I'm crying for, I'm crying for a Candace that used to be and that would have never thought she would be here. So people, they think that my smiles and my giggles and me being goofy and lighthearted, some people think that it's fake and they don't understand, like, there was a point in time where I didn't see no light. I didn't know light. I didn't know good. I didn't, I, I knew it was, but I didn't feel it. I didn't live it. And the fact that I'm able to live it now after all of that, it, it, it kind of feels like, you know, like this 180 that I've been able to do after losing myself like that, it's like the biggest blessing on earth and I want for people to understand that if they are in a dark place and that they are somewhere where they don't feel that they necessarily should be that they can come up out of that you can change your mindset you have the power to change you just have to be that change first and everything else is going to go with it I didn't believe that you know I didn't but yeah that um that woman though that woman. She was a freaking amazing woman. And I'm grateful and thankful that God blessed me with her presence for all of the 19 years that she was in my life. Um, and I'm grateful and thankful that, you know, now I'm able to, you know, really, I've been able to really grow into my own and now become a leader, become, you know, a beacon of light and show people that you know, even when you have came from a dark ass place, you can always make it out. So, and I've never really told a lot of the stuff that I just said to anybody on stream. Um, but I figured what better place to do it than on this safe file. So, yeah. Well, thank you for sharing. You're very strong, Munchkin. And we're all grateful for you he to be here. That. Blue in his eye. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> so get out my face. <laughs> oh man. Well, we're very grateful for you to be here and sharing your story. Thank You're very you. strong. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Alrighty. Any other side quests? Um, nah, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think with all the side quests that I have. It'll cover everything else that I might need. And probably give me extra gill. I like extra money. Extra, extra gill? Extra, <laughs> extra gill. 
Yeah, yeah, that took me a second for I'm like, what? I'm like, oh, Final Fantasy reference. There you go. <laughs> Maybe a few hidden components. There you go. That must be a lot of sand going around. <laughs> <laughs> Got a whole sandstorm up in here, man. No, no, don't talk about Anthony Anderson. I had dinner with that man. Yo, that's crazy. You would say that. Who's Anthony Anderson? Anthony Anderson is a comedian. I had dinner with him at my favorite restaurant in New York. It's called the Cafeteria. Okay. It was my birthday. We just got, it was me and my, my ex homegirl Shayna. We had just got back from Webster Hall and we went to the cafeteria. Anthony Anderson showed up with a chocolate girl and a light skinned girl, both beautiful women. He comes in, he sits down and he's sitting over here. We're sitting like right here and we see him, but we don't bother him. Cause that's, I'm the type of person when I see celebrities and stuff, I don't necessarily be like all up in their face. Mm-hmm, you feel me? Mm-hmm. So. He saying he shot over. He was like, I know you see me over here. Act like you don't know who I am. Like, you know, like, you know. And we just said it like, well, we just letting you enjoy your meal, you know. But hey, Anthony, you know. And he was like, he started harassing us. Because he was like, mm, mm, mm. if I was a couple of years younger, girl, you look good. Look at them sick old bitties. Like, just, you know. <laughs> you know? And then my homegirl, Shayna, got up to go to the bathroom. He was like, Lord, it's a Clydesdale in here. Lord, Jesus, look at all that baby. He's like, oh, for this. So the girl was like, stop, Anthony, stop. Like, stop harassing them young old girls. God damn, we can't take you no day, you know. And then the girls was like, why don't y'all just put y'all table towers to basically, you know, to, to look, let, let's do something since he don't bother y'all, right? Mm-hmm. Your time, so we sat down and we was talking to Anthony Anderson and just cracking jokes and just having a good time. And then, and then we went to pull out our money to pay for our meals. He looked at us like, "I know y'all didn't just do that in front of me. Like, <laughs> I know y'all didn't just. Oh, so you want to act like I can't pay for it? We was like, no, we just don't assume that. And he was like, I like y'all. <laughs> and it, that was a crazy moment. I had dinner with Common too. Common? Yeah, Common was sitting right next to me at the same place, cafeteria, okay? This is where all the stars would be going, all right? Yeah. This, all right. <laughs> okay. And, uh, he sat next He sat next to us, and then I was basically talking to my homegirl about poetry and stuff. And he's like, word? You spit poetry? I didn't know he was listening. I was like, oh, my God. Because I was trying so hard not to sweat. I was like, oh, that man's so far. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. And he was like, yo, spit something for me. And I was like, so I spit something, and he was like, right, yeah, that's dope, that's dope, yo, that's cool, he was like, oh, that's nice, so, you know, got the talking or whatever, and then, you know, and then we basically, uh, we had, he had left, and we went to go pay for our stuff and found out it was already paid for, so, yeah, it was, it was pretty cool, Damn. I mean, I'm, I, I've met a couple of people, matter of fact, another fun fact about me is, uh, Little Kim's first, uh, video, uh, No Time, okay, me and my sister actually watched that video get filmed at the World Trade Center. That's where it was. That long escalator scene. Mm-hmm. That's at the world. That's at the old World Trade Center. That's when you're basically going uh, up from the path station because temporarily for about two years, uh, my mom had moved to New Jersey. Hmm. So we was basically waiting for uh, my dad to basically show up at the escalators to basically take us, you know, into Brooklyn because it was visitation. And what happened was that um, 
Little Kim was actually filming, Little Kim and Puff Daddy was actually filming a video there. So we actually got to watch that. Didn't know who the hell it was until I looked and I said, oh! <laughs> I was like, oh, that's so cool! That's okay. <laughs> oh, shit! <laughs> so casual. Yeah, this is what Damn. Well, shit, you weren't lying when you said you had luck. Damn. Yeah, I run into, I, I run into some, uh, some random situations. I met Courage, uh, uh, Courage JD, mm-hmm. uh, at, uh, DreamHack, randomly. Cool. Me and him, like, we actually, uh, was sitting inside of the, the gamer lounge, and he did his interview, um, right then and there. Like, he just walked in, like, mad casual, and I'm like, yo, that's Courage. And, and Ghost is like, oh, shit, that's Courage. Like, a hundred thieves, Courage? So he's like, I was like, yeah, that's him. So we just sitting there like, oh, snap. So they just did a whole interview and everything, and then... I waited for him to, you know, stop talking to people and stuff. And then I was like, well, I didn't want to bother you, but I wanted to get a picture with you before I go and, you know, do the stream for DreamHack. He was like, oh, I talk a lot. I'm sorry. I apologize. And then we took a picture, gave me a hug, and I just, you know, headed out. I missed the myth again. Like, well, yeah, I missed him. But I met him at the previous DreamHack. He was pretty cool, too. I don't know. I just meet random people, okay? <laughs> I mean, I don't know about random people, but, yeah, you definitely meet some people. <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, so you off. So you did your main quest. You completed your side quests. Those are important. Okay. Now you're you have reached your final boss. So what is your final boss you wish to conquer? Hmm. What will be my final boss? I guess dying in peace. That's a good answer. But what is peace to you? Peace is knowing that I have left this world with a mark on it. That regardless of what anybody ever would try to do or say, that it can never be just erased. Mm -hmm. But I would like to die in peace knowing that I paved the way for others to go ahead and be great i like to die in peace knowing that you know i successfully had a child um because that is a worry of mine um with me being diabetic having polycystic ovarian syndrome um combined it's hard for me to basically conceive and stuff so that's definitely um that would definitely be a blessing to me is to be able to have a child, you know, and leave that child here knowing, uh, having the wisdom that I have passed down to them and letting them go out and be great and be, you know, their true authentic self. Um, peace would be knowing that I lived with no regrets mm. and that things that I did I, I don't have to look back on it and question whether or not did I did good or did I do bad. Like, I can die in peace knowing, like, hey, you did what the hell you did. Now go on. But I think that the thing that kind of might stop me and it's something I have to deal with mentally is that I don't want to die. Like, I feel like living life is one of the best gifts that we could have ever been given to share energy with each other, to share experiences with each other, to see things, to feel things, to inspire things, to, you know, to go through the ups and downs, you know, the laughter, the joy, the memories, the moment, like everything. It's like, 
life is such a beautiful gift and I'm sad that it took me it took me well I well not really sad but I'm a little eh about it taking me a bit of a while to realize that you know but that that comes with maturity though that comes mm-hmm. with age mm-hmm. but that is the one thing that I will that that that's a part of like not letting me have peace is the fact that I really don't want to die like it sucks to think that I can't hug somebody anymore. I can't cheer somebody up anymore. I can't be an impact anymore. You know, and it's like, I know that you can do that from beyond the grave with your achievements and, you know, things that you've done. I, I get all that, but to for me to be the one to directly do it, you know? But I do believe in energy. So I do believe that somehow, some way, you know, maybe from the beyond, like maybe I would be able to still do that. I don't know, cause you know, I ain't never been dead. So, you know, <laughs> I ain't never been dead. So I don't know. But, you know, it's just that, I think that would be one of the things that would kind of hinder my ultimate final boss of dying in peace. But um, I'll mentally and emotionally get there. I know that that comes with age, but damn it, it really, it really feels good to be alive. Amen to that. It's definitely a trip. Definitely is. Okay, so you conquered your final boss, and mm-hmm. it hits game over. What is the impact or legacy you wish to leave when somebody opens up your save file? I want them to be inspired to tackle any and everything that they want in this life, and that is for them. I want them to know that when they open the save file, that they are looking at someone who honestly is just as normal as they are. Hmm. Um, I have no magical powers. Um, I wasn't born. I wasn't born with you know with a lot of money. Um, I wasn't given a lot of things in life. I had to I had to fight for it and take it, but it was worth it because I had to basically go through the pruning and the process of getting what I wanted. And now now I'm able to sit back and cherish all of this. I'm able to sit back and be happy with who I am and the road that I've taken and to continue to spread that light to to continue to spread that love um I want people to say and be like yo that's the girl that kicked in a whole bunch of doors for us and she ain't asked for us to sit here and give give us anything back other than do the damn thing because that's that's what I want I want people to go ahead and live their truths be your true authentic self go be happy Stop letting the world mold you. Go be you, and trust me, everything else is gone. Everything else gonna fall right into into line. What's for you will be yours. So as long as you fight for it, so as long as you pray for it, so as long as you prepare for it, it will be yours. It's a hell of a safe file. Thank you so much for sharing that. Thank you for having me. <laughs> of course. All right, last question. Where can people find you? People can find me on social media as Munchkin Doom. All social media. And um, 
I am Munchkin Doom, and this is my save file. Hey, thanks. <laughs> Munchkin, thank you so much for coming through. Don't hanging worry. out, sharing your story. You did mention that you shared some things that you never mentioned to the stream and a lot yep. of the a lot of your super fans are here today. Yeah, now now I already know what folks yeah. gonna be like. So why you ain't never told me that? I'm gonna be like, listen. <laughs> yeah. If I told you anything when I first appeared, you might have not believed me. <laughs> yeah. Of course. Like, oh, she just talking like nah, 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 son. I'd have been through some shit. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, again, oh, Munchkin, thank you so much. Thank you so much for thank coming you for on that. here. Honestly, of course. thank you for putting this together. I remember when you was asking questions about this. Oh my god, this was a thought. He put this on Twitter. He was like, guys, what do y'all think about this? What about discussing that? What about this? And then here we go. Yeah. This yeah so for all the newcomers here uh i seen some of the embers the follows all the love you guys are showing in the chat thank you so much for all that this is just the beginning for everything so for the people that don't know uh this platform the safe file podcast is to give a platform to streamers you know help them share their story and help them help their audience know them in a deeper level and that's the whole point of this now you understand why I tell y'all I it means so much when y'all support me. Now you see why. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is, it is it. there you go. Just thought just when you thought you knew Munchkin, there it is. And there's many more to come too. Yeah. So if you guys haven't followed, please consider following. Yeah. I do have the Safe File podcast live on my exclusively on Mixer every thursday and uh actually next week i can now announce that next week i will be having a thousand years she'll be <gasps> here she'll be here next thursday yep Ooh, the little alien lady yeah the little alien lady she cool people she is so, so yeah, cool yeah that's what we're gonna have next week but yeah that's- i ain't crying no more though <laughs> <laughs> oh you'd be all right the sam storm is sandstorm it's a sandstorm you know it is what it is all right y'all this is us signing out thank y'all for being with us this whole time it's been a while it was a while (laughs) yeah all right (laughs) shout out to the doom land here we are ending it stay happy stay healthy and most of all gamers stay golden till next week y'all yay